What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 253, which tonight we're going to be discussing the action-packed, big-budget, testosterone-driven flick in the Netflix original Red Notice. Clifford the Big Red Dog. (laughs) And the classic children's book in Clifford the Big Red Red Dog. (laughs) Yes, as Roger tries to misdirect you, I will keep you on track. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, our perma guest, Christopher Bond. Two of the most beautiful sons of guns I ever did see. Gentlemen, how are we today? Living the dream, bro. We're good did today. You, did, did you like your compliment, Chris? I know you did. I did. I always do. <laughs> I know you smiled. I know you did. Chris is wearing pants in the studio, and it's bothersome to yeah, me. This, this isn't normal, but I was busy. He's not wearing <laughs> jeans. He's not wearing jeans or <laughs> mesh basketball shorts. Yeah, yeah there it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing khakis like he was dressed up. Yep. It's bothersome. Wait, did you just come from work or something, Chris? No, I was. I had a, uh, went out with my wife today. We had a day date, and there you we, go. We went to some stores she wanted to, and I got to go to uh, take the plunge into Warhammer 40k tabletop. Ooh. That's gonna be. Oh, expensive. did you spend a thousand dollars today? It's gonna be a. It's <laughs> gonna be a destruction of my of my bank account. That's you did spend a thousand dollars. Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did Did you just go acquire the stuff, or did you actually like sit down with some people and play somewhere? No, I went and acquired the stuff so that I may I may one day sit down and play with oh that's cool because War, warhammer is one of those games that people like they take the little figures and then they like paint them how they want to be painted right that's the yes yes okay cool yeah the, the man okay. swindling me on all of my money today he told me he said to me well it is a premium hobby it's like oh he's good this guy's good who where did you where what what, what store are you comfortable there's actually a war, there's a war a dedicated warhammer games workshop store uh, about nice. an hour from where we are uh right outside of pittsburgh so that's nice man today. Good, yeah. good. It is a premium hobby. It is a premium hobby. Good for you. I, I think about I love that when I buy drugs. <laughs> I told a friend about it a couple weeks back that I was like, oh, then we take the plunge into the ultimate nerddom, man. He was like, I didn't even tell him what I was doing. He was like, Chris, friends don't let friends do hard drugs. <laughs> he knew I was talking about Warhammer. It's so, true, though. It's War- a premium I mean, hobby. <laughs> Warhammer is a bag of mushrooms. <laughs> Warhammer is a premium hobby, y'all. This is this is a show. Warhammer is a very expensive hobby. I mean, we we all we all have those. I mean, magic. I'm I'm super excited though. Magic is my expensive ass hobby. I know some other Warhammer nerds. You want me to introduce you? Actually, I do. Okay, I I do. Yes. Warhammer has it's been around since since when? So long. It's like eighties or eighties, late late seventies, eighties. It's like thirty. It's like a thirty-year going thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've said on the show, I'm a big ham. Big ham, big ham fan. Big. Listen, I am pro ham as well. <laughs> I, I like ham in all uh, shapes and sizes. I'm a chipped, big, good. I'm a big fan. Spiral of the, slice. Of the look, 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 a, universe. A good, and, uh, a good ham sandwich is hard to beat. A good ham sandwich. I don't care anymore. Let's go. Grilled <laughs> ham and cheese, dude. That shit is so clutch. It is. Oh my <laughs> goodness. What I'm talking about. I, I ain't denying. I'm just mad. That's right. With some, with some. <laughs> now I'm thinking. I wish I had a ham sandwich. Well, you with, with, we, we, we just leave. This, yeah. <laughs> There's a grocery store two blocks from here. I will I will up you the grilled ham and cheese with a bowl of hot tomato soup to go with it. Tomato soup. We Listen, could just get some soup every now and then. Tomato, you know, tomato soup does hit the spot. Though, it does though, doesn't it? Like it's a good comfort. It food. never it really does. doesn't hit the spot. Yeah, it's very. I've seen those psychos that get it in like the uh, the warmable cup and you drink the tomato soup. Yeah, I, th- those, that's untrustworthy. <laughs> If you do that with tomato soup, you're a serial killer. <laughs> Get out of my house. 
Oh man. I can't believe it's marketed enough where they sell that at a regular grocery store. Dude, here, take your tomato soup on the run. You know, it's like your coffee in the morning. I pop my <laughs> tomato soup in the microwave. What like some sort of monster. What sick bastard decided that was actually a good move? Oh my goodness. The, the, the tangents we get off on the show, but <sighs> ham's good. Now I got to think about like a good, a good ham sandwich. Dang. Sandwich. A sandwich, yeah. Good ham sandwich with some, with some good cheese, some you know, good piece of lettuce. Oh my god! Oh, you take bad cheese and lettuce. It's fine. It's a good yeah. point. It's very true. I mean, sandwich sandwich art really is an art, and I don't care what everyone says. Like, a good sandwich person is worth like waiting in line for to like make your sandwich. You know? Oh man, sorry. I've, there's this place in Pittsburgh I go to get sandwich all the time. Like, I have a specific dude who makes my sandwiches, and damn it, if he doesn't make some of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. He's talking like a tattoo artist. He calls he calls him baby. Sub dude, <laughs> it gives him the head nod like you know me. <laughs> Make that good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, gentlemen, right. what else is going on this week? Anything fun? Now that we go into Thanksgiving week this it's week. Thanksgiving week. That's it true. Is. It's a short week. I don't know. I'm going to be very large for at least two days. Mm, good. I'm so fat right now. Anyway. <laughs> oh god. It's been a long couple of months. You got. I mean, this is prep week, right? You just got to gradually get to more and more until the day of, so you can just, just destroy it. Yeah. You, well, you can't just like fast because then your stomach gets small. You got to like eat slowly. Oh, yeah, that's and, like, what I mean. Yeah. It's training day. <laughs> training, week, training week, yeah. Training week. So get some ham and just, you know, pace yourself. But yeah. Keep your stomach big. Keep your stomach. What else is going on? You guys watch anything interesting besides what we watched for the show? I have not, but I think I'm going to delve into Arcane. It's doing really well. So I want to see what all the hype Oh, about. yeah. You were talking about that earlier, Christy. Mm-hmm. Talk. Just talk for a second. What is the arcane thing on Netflix? What is that? Ar- arcane is a league is a League of Legends uh, like lore spinoff. It's it's just a it's an animated series. It has a as of right now a one hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the the following of that game that all the, the story comes from is absolutely gigantic. Still, there's a lot of people watching that, so yeah, I want to see if really it's cool. as good as it's living up to it. Just you know, the fans giving it good ratings, but I've heard good things. I'm going to at least peek at it. You know, yeah, you definitely, definitely. are checking numbers. What's that? Why don't you check Warcraft? I did. It doesn't even come close. I didn't figure. But... Yeah, like, it's like Warhammer's 4.86 uh, monthly subscribers, uh, 4.86 million, million monthly subscribers, whereas League has 118 million monthly users. That's insane. God, so just an astronomical difference. Good Lord, man. And, That's... And, and just think about Netflix having all them people tuning in. You know what I mean? That's a lot of viewership. Well, so let's talk about for a second um, Netflix's decision to – Chris, earlier in the week you texted about a game that you don't think looks very good. And, and in all actuality, it wasn't a good movie, so the game's probably not very good either. Kate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kate. Netflix yep. Netflix is moving into the realm of gaming soon. But we, we've known that for a while. Netflix is not quiet about that. So, But do you remember the movie we talked about m- many weeks ago, Kate? Um, mm-hmm. That has a, mo- a game now to it. And how – just as a, just because I'm curious, how dedicated to the gaming thing do you think Netflix is going to become? Well, so after I found Kate, I looked at a few more things, and they do have like two more games. I can't remember which ones they are now, but it looks like they're they're being cautious about it. So I'm not sure how dedicated they are. So Kate is a seven dollar ninety nine cent game you can buy on Steam, and it's only on the PC platform, so it's not even reaching the widest audience it possibly can. What is it about? Um, it's 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 the same exact description of the movie. Like word for word pulled from Netflix. That's a, that's an odd that, like that's that's an game odd description game to make. Isn't yeah, it? and and it's 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 uh if you remember Grand Theft Auto two, it's like Grand Theft Auto two, but a, a little bit better view. Like top and you're down, this Kate. Yeah, like you know, walking around killing assassins and stuff like that. Yeah, it it looks pretty basic, 
but it, it's a step in that direction. We'll see if they do more, but I think that's this, they're kind of getting their feet wet with it. But like all the colors and stuff from the movie are very much in the game. It's all very, heavy very, fluorescence, yeah, fluorescence, neons, very, and you know, yeah. very techno feel that kind of thing. It definitely has those vibes to it. So they're definitely pulling it straight from the things, some of the stuff that they are producing. Interesting to make it like seem like a seamless transition. I wonder if that means they'll be buying up more properties. That's possible. I think they have to. That's right? a good point. I, I if Cowboy Bebop doesn't doesn't completely bomb i bet you they they, they try to do one of those too Ooh, that's a risky it is cowboy bebop's not doing didn't that just yeah didn't that just come yeah, out it's too not, it's not getting good for what me, was the so. first review you said cowboy <laughs> bebop is hot cowboy trash <laughs> <laughs> cowboy bebop's a big deal it though is. in the it anime is. world it is yeah for it's sure. gonna be it's gonna it, it's a huge fan favorite which and to be honest i'm not a big fan of that one but i know it has a huge fall it's just not my thing but it's got a lot of people that are going to be really upset when that series is good. I hope it's good for their sake, but I, it's just not reviewing very well right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, we're going to talk about one Netflix movie today, a big one, Red Notice. Yeah. And perhaps Netflix should focus on making movies good first before they go into another movie. <laughs> Get one of these. We get one of these avenues correct. Well, yes. I mean, let's talk about Netflix for thirty seconds before we dig into the, the news and really get going here. Netflix kind of has two ideas about how things are going to make. Either it's content generating, like Tiger King, stuff like that. Okay, well, that stuff doesn't have to be good, but everybody's going to watch it. Then you got stuff that is good that drives people, like Squid Game. Okay, yeah, people yeah. seem to love that. Never, not my thing. Whatever. Um, and then you have big movies like Red Notice. Okay. Red Notice is a driver in a not a very good movie, mm-hmm. well, which we'll talk about why here in a little bit. But then we have their other things like some of their good stuff is the best stuff you can have. True. You know what I mean? Like they have multiple Oscars under their belt now for their in-house productions. And it just swings wildly from one end of the spectrum to the other. I mean, Netflix's plan, their goal is to hit as mu- as much of an audience as they can with with all the content available, and they also seem to go that way with the quality of their content. So it's well, just, it's consistency. Well, I mean, it's so we look at net. I I have the problem, and this is me personally, and I'm sure you guys do too. I look at Netflix. I I look. I don't look at Netflix as its own industry where I should. Okay. Yeah. Because Netflix isn't just a creator. Okay. They are everything. They are the creator, the distributor, the marketing, every single thing. Or we take it somebody like Paramount, you know, where, hey, we're making this movie we got from this place. Netflix like, no, no, we're making our movie. We're distributing our way. The movie is what it is. So it's just such a weird caveat that Netflix fills that void of, hey, we do everything in-house. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. We don't really care. It's amazing that they don't care. Well, I'm sure they care, but, like, they don't have to care. Well, I mean, listen, they have no problem throwing money at things. They don't. That's Not true. Zero. I'm, I'm actually, when we talk about Red Notice, I'm betting one of the action stunt scenes in there was because they just had money lying around for another, for another like cool shot. I guarantee, like, I guarantee it. Like, no, like, I don't think it was it was written there in the original write up of the script. Someone said, "Hey, we got some more money left. Where can, where, where can we stick something cool?" But in, but and not just that. It says movies like Red Notice that are. You know, might not be on the top end of the spectrum when it comes to quality, but you know, are certainly fun to watch. But they're also pulling like the top stars in the industry. Yeah, and, that's that yeah. is true. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, we just we well, I mean, there there are. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find two more likable stars and Ryan Reynolds. And Bankable stars too. Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But I mean, well, look at like. Sorry, go go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say on that, just uh, on that direct point. Do we think we're that they're getting the stars because of because of how much they're paying these guys to yes. for their contracts? Well, here's the thing though. They got uh, what's his name? Um, 
Ah, uh, the beautiful bastard that is in Witcher. Henry Cavill. Henry yeah, they Cavill. got him, and he's a fan of that content. Mm-hmm. He isn't just an actor. He's he's passionate about that. Oh no, that yeah, that that series. Movie, yeah, that series that. You know the game gaming verse. He's a, he's a huge nerd. We talked about it. Well, that stuff helps, but I'm sure the paycheck also helps. I don't doubt that. <laughs> but well, like, but I'm, I mean, it's seriously like, hey, yeah. listen, are you interested in this? Well, yeah, sure. And he goes, all right, but we'll also do it for this. And he's like, cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. I'm sure if he went like, hey, we'll give you a million bucks for 20 episodes, he went, I don't really know about that. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you 20 million dollars for 20 episodes, and he went, I think I'll make some time. <laughs> I still get the executive producer credit, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nice. Yes, sure. you do. But it, it was probably more like a million for 20. Then they're like, he's like, no. They're like, how about 20 for two seasons? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, mm, well, he's yeah. like, well, how many? He's like, well, we'll do eight the first season, but we might bump it to 17 the second one. He's like, okay. <laughs> okay. I think I can make that sacrifice. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to have plenty to talk about with that in the coming weeks. But uh, let's start the show, shall we, gentlemen? This is, in case you're wondering, episode 253 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start the box office, current upcoming releases, what streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. So without further ado, as always, let's jump into the box office. Ghostbusters Afterlife, a surprise to no one taking the number one spot, but... What you may not account for is that it only did 60 worldwide. I think that's very soft, but that's just me. I thought it would, I thought it would do a whole well, lot. 44 of its domestic, so it, it is, didn't it open is. a lot of places. So I'm just I thought the 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 buzz and the the hype for another Ghostbusters movie made in the mainline series by you know a Reitman would have been more than 44 million. But I, I, you know, I guess movies in the theaters are just not pulling people in these days. It's not Marvel or something else. I mean, it's got a good score on Rotten Tomatoes and everything. So yeah. it's also got the Paul Rudd has like for the past year catapulted himself into like mega stardom. So I mean, that beautiful bastard, he, just he really is. You know what's messed up? And I actually saw this a couple of days ago that Paul Rudd is fifty-two years old, which he is fifty-two years old, which is the same age that Wilford Brimley was when they filmed Cocoon. He's talking about being an old retirement age man. And you got yeah. Paul Rudd out here. He's like, I'm Ant-Man, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, Things are so gosh. different now. Yeah. Different. All right, number two, Eternals, 10.8 domestic, bringing in a worldwide 336. I think that's got to be a good number for them, right? I, mean, I think, it, yeah, no, they're considering that a win. It's not a loss, win. right? It's got, it can't be a loss. Yeah. No, uh, no, probably not. No, not at all. Clifford the Big Red Dog, spot number three, 8.1 million just a worldwide of 33. We're going to talk about that one a little more. Today. It is also available domestic streaming. Yes. So on Paramount Plus, that's right. Mm-hmm. King Richard, 5.7 million, bringing in a very disappointing 8.2 worldwide. But I, man, there is no way that movie doesn't win at least one Oscar. That, I mean, look, I haven't seen it, and I'm a big proponent. If you haven't seen it, don't, don't talk negatively about it because you don't know. But I just can't see that movie at least being not being nominated for a couple. We'll find out. I'll reserve my judgment till after I view the film. Fair enough. Dune, spot number five, 3.1 million, bringing in a total. Chris, you got to be happy about this. This outpaced Eternals, 367 million. All right, I'll take it. For and now. That, that was also yeah. available on HBO Max as a streaming yeah, service as well. Yep. Split stream it, yeah. So that's that's a very impressive number for also being available on it. Oh, you asked earlier what we watched. Uh, uh, Shung-Chi is on uh, 
Shang Chi is on this. So yeah, I, I it. yeah I caught that. All right. Yeah, I was like, I forgot I like this movie quite a bit. How's it looking? Four K. Looks pretty good. Good. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching a movie theater, so that's. Yeah. You know. I don't know, man. Like, I, it, sometimes it just looks better at home. Every now and then. I don't think that's ever the case, but. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Sounded good, real too, on my on my surround sound. Yeah. See. <laughs> Hypothetically, hypothetically, indeed. All right, well, there's your box office. I don't think a whole lot of switch up there. Let's look at current upcoming releases. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of switch around now. I think whatever's slated is slated. That at this point, nothing's going to change. Yeah. This past weekend, November nineteenth, Ghostbusters Afterlife, King Richard. The weekend, the next coming, actually, this Wednesday, we have Encanto, House of Gucci, Resident Evil, Raccoon City. I'm actually kind of excited to see how bad Resident Evil, Raccoon City is. Welcome to Raccoon City. Oh, I'm sure we'll talk about it. I'm just, I'm, I'm very curious as to <laughs> no, what the hell is going on. Will. No, no, because if I had to choose two movies out of that, it would be House of Gucci, which I know is going to be good, and then okay. Canto, and then which, Canto, yeah. Canto right, yeah. which I'd much rather watch. I mean, you just, you just, you just want that Pokemon movie so bad. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I know they can do it. I mean, I've know seen they Detective can, Pikachu. Right? All right, November 25th, which is Thursday, Thanksgiving. The Beatles get back. I'm sure that will pull in a hefty crowd. Isn't that Disney Plus? That's Disney Plus, yeah, straight yeah. to Disney Plus. Starting off December with Wolf, and then we have Friday, December 10th is National Champions West Side Story. Then we have Nightmare Alley and Spider-Man No Way Home on the 17th, which we're going to talk about that trailer today. We got another trailer. December 22nd, which is a Wednesday before Christmas, The Kingsman. Matrix Resurrections, Sing 2, The Tender Bar goes a little wider. December 24th, which is a Friday, Licorice Pizza, Don't Look Up, both expand. And on Saturday, which is, it's important note, Christmas Day, December 25th, American Underdog, which is the story of Kurt Warner, and A Journal for Jordan, which is Michael B. Jordan movie. And then still slated for December 31st is Cyrano. But that's also a Friday, so that could very well be when the Cyrano comes Nothing out. ever comes out on New Year's Eve. That's... Man, Cyrano might. It's a Friday, so I don't know why it would to just save it, but Cyrano definitely might. So that's what's coming out in the next, like in the weeks to come. Let's look at some what's streaming this week. We're looking at Hulu. I picked out a couple of movies that I think are fan favorites. I know a movie that comes from Hulu. It's called Palm Springs, Springs, baby. Fucking rules. That's a great, damn good movie. The Hunted by director William Friedkin, Tommy Lee Jones, Benicio del Toro, Connie Nielsen, 2003. I watched that this week. Damn, that movie is short. It's like it's, it's barely ninety minutes. Nice, and it's I'm here. It's, for it. <laughs> it's a very quick. I like those kind of movies. Yeah, it's a very quick. Um, Clifford was ninety five minutes. Yeah, I appreciated that. It was fifteen minutes too long. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, look, okay, we'll talk about it. Number two, The Mexican by director Gore Verbinski, Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, James Gandolfini, J.K. Simmons, Gene Hackman, going all the way back to two thousand and one. And then third one, I chose as a as a Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man by Peyton Reed, Jim Carrey, Zoe Deschanel, Bradley Cooper, John Michael Higgins, Ray Starby, Reese Starby, sorry, Danny Masterson, Terrence Stamp, 2008. I always thought that movie was pretty funny. But, you know, most Jim Carrey movies really, really do make you laugh at least a few times. All right, gentlemen, I am curious to talk about some trailers. What say you about the Halo teaser? I'm very desperate to know what you guys think about this. Well, I mean... It's 30 seconds long. You see Pablo Shriver's back yeah. and then him slipping on a helmet, which I hope I never see him take that helmet off. Agreed. 100%. But you also I think, I think throughout the lore, he takes that helmet off like the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> like, he does it like twice yep. ever. But I mean, yeah, you also hear, 
I'm sure Cortana's voice, right? Isn't that Cortana? It's got to be Cortana. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. sound like Cortana. Yeah, not, not the Cortana we know. But it might well, be. here's the thing. Why doesn't it sound like the Cortana we know? See, he, okay, here's here's the question I want to ask. Is right? Doesn't make any sense. Just get her. Yeah. <laughs> here's what I don't, I don't understand. Want to do it. Give you she five was, million she's dollars. As she's as iconic as the Master Chief character. That's she's what. That's, that's my point. <laughs> that's my point, though. Is he loves her. That's right, not right. a joke. <laughs> we're, 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 we're missing. We're missing the forest, the trees here. Come on, come on. Are we? So, let's talk about question. Halo, bro. Let's talk about Halo then. Let's Master Chief's. Vo- I think this is the beginning of fans going to be really upset when the voice doesn't match the character, especially when the character doesn't wear. He wears the helmet the whole time. He should. So why not give? Why not let the guy who voices Master Chief? Voice master? Why well, not? We haven't we haven't heard Pablo Shriver's voice in this yet. So right, no, you're you're right. So as long as it's in the ballpark, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But the the Cortana thing will actually bother me. Well, I mean, you hear Cortana more than anyone else. Yes, you know, when you play Halo. So yeah. yeah, I mean, your dude talks like once every hour. Yeah, <laughs> it's and it's just it's just Tom Hardy style grunts anyway most of the time. Like it's not it's not anything like vastly important to the lore. Actually, the you know who's more important to talk to? Uh, but talking about Halo is the multiplayer guy, like Kiltacular. <laughs> like that dude. <laughs> Where's that dude at? That dude is very important in my life. Double kill. They need to, they need to hire the guy that's a killer instinct voice uh, announcer, though, because he, he'll get you hyped up in that show. That'll be great. I, Good. There are these decisions that I don't quite get. And it's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried, of course, for the Metal Gear movie, but I, because, I mean, I love. what's Who's playing Snake? What's his name? Um. Uh, what's his name? I just snapped. Thank you. Um, I can't remember who's playing Snake, but it's not his voice. And like, why is? Why would you not just have the guy voice Master Chief that voices Master Chief? I just don't. Maybe they want to do it. I can't see that being the case. Maybe he's dead. That yeah. That also does happen sometimes. Like one day the guy that voices Optimus Prime will not be able to do it anymore, and people aren't going to understand what's happening. <laughs> well, it's because it's been the same guy voicing him for like forty years, yeah. dude. He's like eighty or something. Who is that? Peter Cullen? Yeah, Peter Cullen. Like he's like seventy-seven. Yeah. Like his whole life has been voicing Optimus <laughs> Prime. Not a bad life. No, that's no. Nah, they're they're worst <laughs> worst jobs to have. <laughs> he's got a few I, pennies tucked away, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, we, we we want the voices to be pure. We want to be purists here, but at the same time, there's been content out that you know we haven't thought that about. So this, I think they're going to get people that they see as. The, this version of Halo, it won't be the cut and dry, you know, video game version put onto a you know an action screen. It's not going to be that. So we'll have to see how they do. I don't know. It being on Paramount is the only thing that throws me off. Really, like how much money do they throw at it? That well, kind of thing. I think it's not just going to be on Paramount. I think it's going to be a Showtime. You think so? I do. Well, that's where it was supposed to have started, and then when they launched Paramount Plus, they're like, we're going to put this on there too. Okay, because it's going to be R rated because it has to. Yeah, Halo's yeah. R rated. I would imagine it does have to be. Yeah, no, Halo, Halo, yeah. Halo's rated M, not R. So and and M, M is seventeen. M is seventeen. M is definitely seventeen in the game. But it's only seventeen because of the gun violence in it. That's the only. Doesn't reason matter. Why a, a, a rating is still a rating. I would be surprised if it's not. It won't be. It'll be PG thirteen. Same reason why all of our, all of, all of our superhero movies are PG thirteen. Not all of them. Not okay. You Deadpool, know what I mean? I mean, dead, <laughs> de, you know, dead Deadpool for certain wasn't. I'm willing, to bet, I'm willing to bet you a value, Bill Grayson, that it'll be it'll be PG thirteen. No, I'm not. I mean, that's a dumb bet. I'm not making that bet. Made, Wait, what is you what was, what was Logan rated? 
R. R. Well, okay, yeah, I was gonna say that, that was a pretty hard R to me. If I remember, it's that one of our three R's. Yeah, yeah. It's that and two. Dead remember, movies. Logan is incredible. It is. It really is. <laughs> Logan's a great movie. Logan's in my top three, hundred percent. All right, but, gentlemen. But uh, so I mean, this is gonna be PG thirteen, in my opinion, and because of that, it's gonna be a little bit uh, washed down anyway. But we'll see what what we get out of it. I, I hope it's good because a I'm a fan, not a huge fan, but it, it's just this kind of content I want to see do well because again. There's lots of good stories in the in the video game universes that you could tell that would be great movies and great things to see on. And and, and and ones that adapt themselves well to the big screen, or at least with a little bit of thought and a little bit of changing, can certainly be adapted well. Yes, yes, agree. yeah. With, without oh, it's Oscar Isaac there. is Snake. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But like, that's not. I mean, the without the voice, you don't have the character. That's plain and simple. He's a busy guy. Yeah, he is. He's doing everything. Didn't you I mean, make a joke about the- that last week? <laughs> I don't know. You made a joke about Oscar Isaac, like, yeah, yeah, okay, let's let's, let's speed this shit up. I, I got stuff to do. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's talk about Tiger King two and how unenthusiastic you are to watch it compared to the first season. I think it's just a year too late. I, I think, think they, I, I think they should have capitalized on yeah. Strike Gold Iron is hot and got this out literally as needed, soon as it rolled off the presses. Yeah, they needed to push something else out whatever they had as fast as they could and they didn't and i think it's not going to do anything you know without watching it though i know the very damning thing is he didn't get pardoned which that shit would have been incredible yeah <laughs> but i mean that been... all political statements aside yeah. would have been the greatest thing in the world mm. <laughs> what i'm afraid is going to happen in tiger king 2 is what what my one of my great fears about season 2 is they've because of how big Carol Baskin got and how how mad she was about how they made her look in season one. I mean, look, everyone that shows a joke, every single person, Carol Baskin included, is a joke. Yeah, like, like a joke of a human being, just trash. Yeah, they're bad people. Sure. Yeah, and let's you get and let's you get one thing incredibly straight. Carol Baskin definitely killed her husband. Well, <laughs> let's allegedly. get one thing. I mean, I'm fine. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> Won't be getting one of my like great that. one of my great fears is they spent is they spend this as an agreement for her to do season two and without without Carol Baskin you lose a lot of what is Tiger King I bet you they they ease up on that and maybe they even double back and say you know what maybe you know in in the narrative way maybe we were wrong about that but I hope they push it all the way to they're the not end. I mean I I would imagine they didn't but Netflix can do what Netflix wants because Netflix is Netflix but I just I can't I don't see too many people. People were excited when they when they saw like the the poster and like the the teaser, but I don't. No one's talking about this. Well, can I ask one question to both you guys? Of course. So, do you care what's happened to these people post Tiger King? No, really. I see. I, really I love you both. That's my answer. Like, listen, most of them were shitty people. Yeah. I like seeing them be shitty to each other. Past that point, I don't care. Yeah. But I mean, also the thing that made Tiger King so great was like it came out in a time when. Every well, ninety percent of the country was literally at home. So I mean, yeah. you, you threw it on out of curiosity, like, "Oh, what's the, the everyone's talking about this? I might as well get caught up." And what what was it? Six six episodes of fifty yeah. minutes, something like that. Yeah, and then they they threw together the seventh episode with Joel McHale. That's right. That's right. Okay. Where they did the uh, interviews and stuff, and you found out that one dude got his teeth fixed, and that was <laughs> <laughs> he did interviews literally shirtless and with one tooth. Like, what? how can you not like see they're making a joke of, of uh, out of you when they're doing? I mean, that? again though, he throw enough money at me, I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> True, I guess true. Money, money is a hell of a drug. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd be curious to see the numbers of season two versus season one of 
yeah. probably a fraction of what they were. But see, again, though, we'll never know. No, we won't. And then all you can see, I mean, listen, it's still in their top 10 thing on their little scroll bar, but I also don't know how accurate that stuff is either. Because yeah. they can be like, we need this to be number two. Make it number two. And somebody goes, click. Yeah. yeah. Right. What are you doing yeah. in the US today? More like, mm-hmm. we need this to be number one. You know, like, you know, shovels it around. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I feel like I'm going to take a look at that. This this week, I only have a three-day work week, so I'm going to take a look at that. I'm going to take a look at that. I'm going to do three. If not, I'm going to try to get them. I mean, I, just, I can't imagine it. Be, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be enthralled and captivated. And I love it. You're going to watch it and be like, it was so fucking great. I loved it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best television I've ever watched. Next time we see Grace and he's shirtless with a triangle on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same, the same with Clifford, though. It was like, I... I, I couldn't have been, like there's you the not, same vibes from Tiger King too. You got no 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 no, no. Just hear me oh. out for a second. The same. I can't think of a movie in the past ten years I've been less interested to see than Clifford the Big Red Dog, and I still walked out of the theater like okay. I mean, it wasn't you know, but whatever. I'm 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 going to Subway. That was my next thought. Is I'm going to Subway. <laughs> but I mean, it's did you get a ham and cheese sandwich? I did not. Was it delicious? I just said I didn't. I hate you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I just, you know, but I can't imagine Tiger King 2 being bigger than the first one. On that note, gentlemen, let's talk about Limitless with Chris Hemsworth, that beautiful bastard, Chris Hemsworth. I thought this was going to be like Limitless 2. Like from Bradley Cooper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was like the next one. I was like, man, they got two beautiful bastards to be. No, I, I, I really Chris Hemsworth to... is in incredible shape. Good really God. He, he's really a, he's really like a, a what do you, like a gem among, you know, you find this. Oh, he's like a nice guy too, yeah. which also infuriates anytime me. I feel like, anytime <laughs> I want to feel like less of a man, I'm just going to find Chris Hemsworth. Wait, why does it infuriate you, Roger? I have to know because he's, listen, because he's handsome, he's, he's, he's yeah. handsome, he's ripped. And he's, he's funny, yeah. he's rich, yep. people like him, he's nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need all I need all famous beautiful rich people to have some dramatic flaw yep, right. <laughs> to make me feel better. Like like he, like I he, don't think he does unless he's murdered like nine people. Yeah, he might and, have. When we, and find listen, out, when we find out, he, we'll be like he wasn't always famous. So <laughs> or like, or like he, for years, or like some someone someone dig something up that like it, when he was younger he kicked a dog or something like that. That'll be it. That'll be the one. Like oh no, Chris Hemsworth he kicked a dog. You know. He's not perfect. So what do you guys think about Limitless with Chris Hemsworth? I mean, I like the idea of it, but I mean, clearly he's not going to die because we would have known that already. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where like, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that everything you see on that kind of stuff is legit anyway. Like when he's tied to that crane, they hired, he ain't going nowhere. They hired an actor, you know, he can make that look like he's super nervous and no, there's no way I'm going to die up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's this, this kind of thing with, with an actor in it. It's hard to fully believe, but I mean, it's, it might, it'll be entertaining still, right? So. Listen, I'll respect anybody that will jump into water that I know is like 35 <laughs> degrees though, <laughs> because damn. Well, <laughs> we have, you can't fake that. You want to join, well, join the pool break club with me? I don't mind that actually. Yeah. yeah. I, Let's do I think it. it'll be a horrible experience. It will, but I'll do it. <laughs> well, so we have watched some of that, that Disney stuff, Roger. We watched a lot of those for a while. We watched a lot yeah. of those like animal documentaries and yeah, stuff. Documentaries. I mean, they're all they're all in that Natural Geographic docs. So yeah, and they're all they, very, they're, they, very they know well what they're shot. doing. Yeah, for sure. Why do I have an echo? I keep hearing that. I don't know how to get rid of that. I don't hear it. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's definitely there. All right. Okay. Cool. Spider Man: No Way Home. What do you guys think? Give it to uh, me now. I'm ready. So, 
We talked Listen, about this, this is an incredible... I mean, you did. Yeah, yeah. Me and Chris talked about this for a while. So, um, here's the thing. This is a great trailer. Okay, it, it really, truly is. Now, listen, I don't want any other trailers. Nothing. I know they'll probably slip one out. But, look, they are standing pat after all these leaks that there are no other spider people in this movie. Okay? I don't understand why they don't just give you, like, the last shot of this trailer... The three of them, you see them from behind, just all going in different directions. Yeah. Like, you don't have to acknowledge it. Just one shot, just let it go. And then they'll use it at the backs of them. That's don't, right. Don't, don't show their faces. Nope. Blah, blah, blah. Just do it. Yes. Just, just do it. Because here's the thing. They've gone so far as to edit people out of the trailer yep. that you can clearly tell there's someone that's supposed to be there. Yep. Like, just stop. There are, <laughs> there are less than four weeks till this movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Everybody already knows who were you trying to lie to. Yeah, right. And and I'm gonna say this right now: If Tobey Maguire shows up on screen as Spider-Man in this movie, and Hero by Nickelback and Sliva doesn't play, I'm gonna walk out of the theater. Ooh, no, you know you won't. Happen. What if no, he's in won't. Dick Black Suit Spider-Man mode? I'm 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 there for it. If they play the song, man. I'm in. What if, what if they don't do that song? They do the weird jazz song. I will. Be. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will die. Everyone will die. <laughs> No, I'm super pumped for this movie. Oh, Listen, this is like Avengers level storyline here. It really is because this is bringing. I mean, the Spider Verse alone is, is is an Avengers cast worth of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's a lot that could happen with this, and it's going to open up some doors. And also, it straight up brings up the fact that hey, these are people that have died at Spider Man's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like oh, they yeah. straight up say that, and he's like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. Oh, no, this is, I'm ready for this movie. Give it to me now. Yep. Yeah, I think, I don't think he's killed it. He killed um, Mysterio. Yeah. Well, yeah, he did, but I mean, are we talking about all the spiders? Because, well, Doc Ock definitely died. Yeah, well, so did Green Goblin. Yeah, yep. So, you know what I mean? Wait, yeah. hold, hold on a second. Did he kill him? I forget how Mysterio died in the end of that. He, um, spoilers. <clears throat> Yeah, he got well, shot by his own drone. Yeah, so he didn't he, he didn't murder Mysterio. Well, that, that, Mysterio that's murdered kind of the same thing uh, Green Goblin, too, though. Well, because he killed himself with his own glider. Yeah. And Doc Hop killed himself, letting him get out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it, but they're all... Spider-Man sees it as... Peter Parker sees it as his fault. <laughs> Directly I, because you guys, of it. I mean, the last... When she's falling in the end, that's supposed to mimic... The Gwen Stacy, yeah, the, Gwen the Gwen, Stacy. The, when yeah. she when she 100%. died, and like that's supposed to, I'm that's what I'm like. That's the big to me. That's one of the bigger takeaways from the trailer is that's a big this, movie moment. That, is this going to happen so. again? Like, well, see, that's the greatest thing about. I don't know why they cut away from the Garfield Spider Man. I'm still going to say it is. Well, I never understood that either because he was a decent Spider Man. I think though the problem they had with him is they took him all the way back to like high school. So yeah, he should have been. He was too old. Yeah, like. You can have him as Spider-Man. He doesn't have to be 17. Nope. He can be 25-year-old Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it would be really I mean, cool to see as like a one-off. as like a Marvel does kind of a one-off thing of like 30 years in the future, all these superheroes are old. Like, How about what, 2099 Spider-Man? They do things like that. Who's well, see, I don't know that. I'm talking about like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? Um, yeah. well, okay, see, I always thought that Garfield Spider-Man was kind of interesting because... I like the way that he, he it ended with me. He gets, I mean, he is directly, Captain Stacy gets killed because of Spider-Man on the rooftop. And then yep. Spider-Man makes a promise to leave Gwen out of it. From He promises him as he's dying. And then 
45 seconds later, he breaks that promise on screen. Heroes don't do that. Interesting. And then the second movie, she dies because he didn't leave her the hell out of it. And, yeah, you're leaving some. There's some. Well, of course, there's some counterpoints to that. But, no, of course, but like, no, yeah, listen, he definitely fucked up the Stacy family. Yes, 100. <laughs> so, so he is put it, bodies in the ground. <laughs> I sure did. I'm, I'm, I hope they capitalize on, well, capitalizing on the on her falling as you know, trying to replicate when when Stacy's going to directly capitalize on the you know. Oh, yeah, she won't die. Top. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, like a big criticism that sony got was using the gwen stacy moment which is supposed to be a it's like a hugely iconic moment in in the whole spider-man story of course that you know they they use it as a throwaway moment to get people to like you know go see the movie whereas i don't think marvel disney makes that mistake i think they'll do something else with that which they should well it's all i mean in the first spider-man even as old as that movie is and as young as i was i was i mean i felt the same kind of dread like i was like yes when Green Goblin was holding, what he was he was holding Mary Jane and the cable car, and yeah. he's like Spider Man, you pick. I'm gonna let them both go, and you have your choice is gonna save one or the other. And that movie ends like a typical everyone wins. No, you know it just it yeah. makes me sick. But I, I was like, so does that mean they're gonna re- re- revisit that choice as, as as well? You think? Sure, why not? Possible. I'm really excited about. It. I just like choice and heroes. Makes I mean, them listen, who if Tom are. Holland has to stop a, a car with uh, his yeah, webs. Yeah, that's a great moment, great man. Moment. It, I mean, okay, so what do you think is the most iconic moment in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans? I would say it's the train, him stopping it's the train. Probably the train. Yeah, the train and then and then of course those new 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 Yorkers. I don't okay, so hold on. From Spider-Man 2, when Doctor when Doc Ock throws the uh the car through the cafe and he grabs all those people one time. Yeah. But that's not, but it's not that's not a very highlighted moment. It okay. happens so fast. Yeah. But no, but I see what you're saying. And to be honest, in, in that same movie though, in that and because it's been a long time since I've seen this, when he's fighting Doc Ock, doesn't he? Doesn't he do like? Doesn't he try to hold up the building as well? Yep. Well, so that's that's the end. Yeah. Where that's when Mary Jane finds out that it's actually Peter. Yes. Because he's like, that, she's that, like, you okay? He's like, moment. this is really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also a big spider. I think a big. I still don't think that even that that, that, that touches the train moment though. No, no, no the, the train, train moment. Huge. Yeah. 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 Well, and then they carry him through, and everybody's yes. like, he's my son is older yeah. than yeah. him. Yep. Like oh, everybody like, well, like, they they carry him through as as the Jesus Christ figure. Yeah. With his arms out, and he's they like, just give him his mask back, and everybody's like, we we won't say anything. He just goes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, that's. Well, I don't yeah, know. I mean, look, awesome it, it, Spider-Man is by far my, my my favorite in the Avengers stuff. I always respected the first Spider-Man movie for being released the uh, same time as Star Wars. Yeah, and it beat the shit out of it. It came box out. Office. It came out the same time as the first Lord of the Rings movie. Like uh, around the same time, yeah. Because I remember, I remember no, seeing didn't. that one in theaters. Lord of the Rings when was, was no Lord of the Rings was two thousand one. Always like winter time, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, always, always, always in December. Probably the same year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah well, because it, it went straight up against the Phantom Menace, though. Oh, okay, okay. And I was just like, that's not great. Oh man, yeah. Okay, but didn't it? You, you just said, didn't it beat the Phantom Menace? It did. It sure yeah. did. Which is embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. That's a tough loss. Yeah, so we're excited for. No way home. I, I don't think there's yeah. any way we're not excited yeah. for that. Yes, good. We all are. So it's oh, terrible. I'll be so disappointed. I'll be listen. It, it, they have, they'll have to try real hard to make that movie bad. No, I don't think there's any way that one's gonna. Movie. I, I think that one. I think that one's pretty safe from from from, from sucking. I think I that one's pretty safe. Be when Venom shows up. Oh, that'd be great. We could 
He you really could. It's, the door is now open. Wide open. All right, gentlemen. I think we should, we need to discuss Red Notice first, as Clifford is the theatrical movie of the week. All right. So, <laughs> you're so enthusiastic. Let's talk about Clifford for one second. Now, following the tradition, tomato meter on Clifford the Big Red tomato, Dog. Tomato. Tomato, I say tomato meter. Tomato meter is 52. And <laughs> audience scores 95% on that. It's insane. That, that is, Roger, remind everyone what that means again. So, that means uh, for the critic side, that means 52% of registered critics with them have given it a positive review. I don't know what it means for the audience. Yeah. All right. Let's look at some particulars. Darby Camp is Emily Elizabeth. Jack Whitehall is her uncle Casey. Isaac... Darby Camp from Grayson's favorite series, The Christmas Chronicles. There oh go. my god! No, I <laughs> did you not I, realize that? I didn't. I, but I mean, there there was no Belschnickel, so I didn't. No, I don't. I don't care anything about anything but Belschnickel. So and only because it's a joke. Tony Hale, John Cleese. That's who that. That's who I couldn't think of his name last week. We were talking. Damn it, John Cleese is that guy's. You forgot who John Cleese. Was? I did. I couldn't think of the name. Uh, I just think of the names again. I know. I know. All right. Directed by Walt Becker. Roger, what's Clifford the Big Red Dog about? About a big red dog. <laughs> there, there you go. Done. Fiend. Now let's talk about Red Notice. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and rate this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what Clifford the Big Red Dog is about? Hell, I don't know. <laughs> it's supposed to be about Clifford the Big Red Dog. It, 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 is, it is a big red dog in there. Um, before we really dig into anything, can we talk about how weird he looks? This was one of the things I was going to bring up. But yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about this now, yeah. I'm ready to talk about this now. Oh, well, let me let me give me 30 seconds go, to tell go, a story. Go ahead. So the real story behind Clifford, it's, it's a very simple story, okay? It's about a young girl who's not exactly fitting in where she's going to school now. She comes across the magic guy giving out magical animals, gets a magical dog who gets really, really big. Her doofus uncle tries to help her. Uh, that's, a, that's a great way to describe it. That's a doofus uncle great way. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and then hilarity ensues, right? And ultimately the dog um, wins the day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dogs pretty much go undefeated. All so this is <clears throat> this is a. I mean, I don't remember a lot of this when I was young because I, I I wasn't into Clifford. So my parent obviously my parents didn't invest a whole lot of money in the Clifford stuff when I was super little. But Grayson I, couldn't read till he was fourteen. <laughs> <so> <laughs> he bypassed the Clifford series. Fourteen. Let's let's try twenty one. Um, so okay, I never. I was just trying to help you out, bro. <laughs> so you I was never. I, truth. I don't remember Clifford ever being like a massive thing. I mean, listen, he's that's a big time book series for kids. It's one of those ones that Clifford's one of the ones where kids who are learning to read end up reading Clifford the Big Red Dog stories. That's a real thing. Okay, fair, um, fair, fair. I just wanted to know. I didn't because I was never into it, so my mom never bought those books. But so it it, it, it is a bigger deal than I'm remembering. Is it's I'm a asking. big big deal. Yeah. Okay, and I can but see why. But I don't, the the thing behind that is even though it's a big book series, I don't know why we need something like this. To try to open up the the Clifford universe yeah. per se. Well, see, that's what I, that's my question. And Roger, you're usually the guy to can you how much? Let's I was what's the Clifford um, the Big Red Dog budget? Oh, I don't know. I'll find out. Hang on. Yeah. Um, the question 60, I will ask you guys: sixty-four million. Sixty. Wow. Six four. Yeah. 
So what is it like fifty on him? Fifty on Clifford, and they didn't even do a good job. Well, well sometimes okay, well, they did. Other times, well, 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 all right. So let, let's talk make. about the dog in the yes. room for a minute, okay? Yes. So Clifford, the big red dog, is completely animated because, of course, he is. Yes. However, especially when, when he is little, little right? it looks so weird. It looks like an alien. It looks. <laughs> When you when we first meet Clifford very early on in this movie, obviously, he's little. He's like the run of the litter puppy. Yes. Okay. And he's completely animated next to all of his non-animated puppy brethren. Weird. He looks so weird. Yes. And and I mean it's so weird that it's it's so noticeable. It just looks like, so out of place. Why it are does. you gonna do this? How, how how can you Try to animate this dog. Just dip a goddamn golden retriever and ketchup and fight Peter later. You know what I mean? Because that does not look good. On well, no, no, I, no. I mean, I know what you said is is in jest and it's meant to prove a point, but because it, it doesn't look good. But I don't know how else they. Was there another? I mean, let's say okay. What do you what where do where do you think Peter stands on? You take a dog, a real puppy, and you put one of those little ball suits on it. Is well, that they probably hate it? Yeah, I would, I would imagine that wouldn't go over well with, with any. But well, here's the thing, there. though. I don't know where they got this animated dog that they tracked. Listen, I play video games all the time and see plenty of good boys that yeah, need their yeah. head fatted. He does not look like a good boy. He looks like some weird demon. There's say I said that today. There's one point where like where like someone's holding puppy Clifford sideways. He's like you could almost see like where like the three D rendering of his ribs are supposed to be for a second, and he looks super demonic. Like he just caught out of like this third circle of hell. Have you ever read the Hellboy comic books? So the Hellboy comic books, one of the things in the actual comic book, they are printed on black paper. Okay, which is really really cool because Hellboy is bright as red. Yeah, that's what Clifford looks like, yep. and it's so out of place yep. here. And it's oh, the yeah. only thing I could yeah. think of. Yep, so no, that's, that's not bad actually. Terrible. Well, so like. Uh, my wife pointed out today because she had the pleasure of watching this movie as well. No. Was that um, <laughs> especially like when he's running through like through the city as a puppy before uh, before he gets to, to the the magical animal tent, and like cars are stopping, they're stopping way too early. Oh, yeah. and stuff like it just it's not even like they couldn't even get like the marks right on this. Mm-hmm. It was just not great, and it sticks out. But your three to Eight-year-old audience doesn't get a kid. Well, that's the thing, right? That, so right? this this is very clear early on, and obviously with the content, this is made for young kids. Well, like that's confusing at times too. But well, <laughs> mostly this. Okay, so technically this is a family movie yeah. geared towards younger children. All right, we are not the peak demographic here. What? Obviously, you know, my ten-year-old might be like, "Hey, it's fine, whatever." Yeah. Chris's kids might. Hey, your daughter loves it, right? My seven-year-old is definitely into this. My, my three-year-old watches Listen, it. when you get home or tomorrow, I want you to ask her, like, what do you think of the animation style that they chose for Clifford? <laughs> and I want you to write it down and come and tell us verbatim what she says next All week. Right. Well, she's not going to have anything. I mean, is she really going to have... Listen, I want to know what she to? thinks. Yeah, I'm doing it. Okay, that's fair. That was my next she's question. Gonna be like, I loved it. Thanks. Chris's <laughs> <laughs> well, daughter, perfect. Yeah. That, that was my next question was, um, how do you... Did your kids enjoy? It? Did either of you have your kids watch it? And did they? Yeah, yeah. My, my kid, kids liked it. I had to watch it twice. We had it. We had it running in my in our living room. My kid came in for a little while, watched it for a few minutes, and was like, "Yeah, nah." <laughs> um, the what? Let me ask you guys a question before we really dig into the story. Is there a reason that this isn't fully animated? I think it would have been Probably a lot worse had it been, been animated. animated. You think? 
64 million. I think it would have been more expensive fully animated. Well, or okay, hold on. I'm thinking animation is like them trying to make it look as realistic as possible. They could have just like Pixar style. That's thing, right. right. You didn't okay, have There we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're overthinking. You're yeah. thinking photorealistic. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like sing. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's okay for things to be weird. Yes. There's a giant red dog. Yeah, it doesn't have to be believable. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, okay, I think it has to be because because of how iconic the kid series is. Like, they want this to feel real. But for so, kids. I Clifford's real. You can love something so much. My counterpoint to that is, at the end of the book, or at the end of this movie, especially, they show him how the drawings look. Yeah, he doesn't look anything like the drawings. It's true. If he's animated, he can look exactly like the drawings. Yes. Yes. You don't have to have a new weird red dog. You could have actually had Clifford. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious yeah, about that. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they chose for some reason to be like, we need to make this live action. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Because if this movie's animated, I think you get a pass. What, okay, but what studio animates this? Who cares? Paramount? DreamWorks? Paramount DreamWorks are the same company. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think they, they, they're more than capable of pulling it off. Well, yeah. do you remember that movie, George, Curious George, Will Smith, or not Will Smith, Will Ferrell? No, Will Ferrell. Yes. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. I remember. That, that was all animated too, wasn't it? I don't remember. Or was that some animated and some not? I, I think it was all animated. Curious George was... I don't remember how that... But I don't think... Now that I'm thinking, I guess I hadn't considered that question, but I think that movie would have been the animated version of this would have been a whole lot more weird than the one we got. More weird? I think so. No, I because don't think, I it think when it's animated, you don't have to worry about it. Like you don't have to explain things. You know, like it's this. So that's the okay. Let's let's dig into the story for a minute. Then the real crux of this story. Does no one think is, this is weird at all. <laughs> Yeah. Um, The real crux of this story is with Clifford, he is the supposed property of this company called LifeGrow that are trying to make giant animals. Yes. You think that's less weird in an animated movie? No, I guess you're right. Like that's straight up super villain (laughs) one-on-one crap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, okay, okay, you're right about that. You are definitely right. But okay, well, so continuing on though, like that's actually what the the conflict in this story is. Besides, he's a giant red dog. Yeah. Is these people are trying to capture him? Okay, I just I don't understand. Out of all the things that are involved with Clifford the Big Red Dog, that this is a story that you give to kids. Be like, hey, we're gonna take this. What are they gonna do with that dog when they get him? They're going to cut them apart, bro. They are. Yeah. That's really dark. They're going to do weird experiments with this dog, and they're going to unsplice him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not wrong about that, I guess. I, I mean, I guess the only as, – as an executive looking at this, I think Chris probably hit it on the head was it was cost. Shooting I, I know, think they're going to Well, after thinking about it, like how much does a movie like Inside Out cost to, you know, cost to make? You a know, lot, a lot of money. That's yeah. Pixar, though, and they go really in-depth on things. I – Think Either much way. lower budget from that. Yeah. Think of uh, what was that terrible Netflix circus Animal movie? Crackers. Yeah. Mm. How much you think? Hold on. I'll find out how much. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, like, tell us what you think, Grayson. Like, like, what do you think about? Well, I, I don't movie? Is when they did the 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 weird kind of stencil animation in the end is that why that that could have been cool to see the movie kind of in a weird new kind of stencil animation, maybe well, yeah, like, like comic book style, or yeah. even like a book. You turn the you know, like. 
even almost a book style. You 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 give it so you you give it to mention, you bring it to life, but like it's still stencil book art. I think that would have been cool. that movie only cost seventeen million dollars to make. Animal Crackers. Yes, because well, it was it was, Which it was the yeah, animation yeah, yeah. from like twenty years ago. So yeah, I mean, okay. That's listen, seventeen million. They had a sixty-five million dollar budget for this. That is four times more. That's a good point. <laughs> And I mean, clear, yeah, don't think numbers. Think percentages. That's four hundred percent more. I would have less of a problem if Clifford didn't look terrible most of the well, time. Well, here's the thing: he looks terrible all of the time. Yeah. I think Clifford looks fine big, though. I think they did a fine. I think he looked fine. Well, see, see, big, see I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because scale, I think, is the is the major problem with small Clifford. Is it like he looks so weird and out of place because he just took you just took a dog and you shrunk it? You didn't like. Make it's it a true. Puppy. They didn't make it a puppy. He like you didn't have like a short it. little tail and you know yeah. big dumb head because dogs do yeah, that. Yeah. You know they made. Hey, look, we're gonna take the big dog, make it the small dog, <laughs> and then make it big again. And then <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't. It didn't make any. That is what made. You guys got the small version of uh, Clifford. No, man, I forgot to do it. So he just takes it. There. Yeah, he's like grabs the arrows and scales it yeah. down. So, oh, I got okay, you guys. Okay, well, let's just jump into the story a little bit then. As Clifford, you know what I thought really, and, and this is coming from someone who was like. The entire week, I was like, oh, i got to go watch this movie. I don't want to. But I think one of the things that kind of won me over a little bit was the the John Cleese, the the kind of the magic dude. The kind of oh, okay. Dude. Well, I mean, he's got, he serves a purpose. He's like, you know, i got to go help out, find other people who don't need – they're not looking for pets either. Yeah. Because he's supposed to help people, and I understand that, yeah, but his, which is a good message. I get it, but, like, as a movie thing, like, it's not anything – spectacular is it he's just there for a few minutes well but it, it but see it helps to explain even albeit a stupid explanation of why Clifford. well you'd have to explain why clifford grew overnight you would, well you here's the thing i will also counter with if it's animated you don't yeah there's the, they chose to put this in the realistic world listen in an animated movie if there's some dude giving out magical pets isn't that far more believable than a dude? Yes, you're right. Some, yes. some hobo in New York City giving <laughs> out, you know, methed out dogs. <laughs> yeah. Listen, why is Clifford eight sides too big, dude? He ate a whole bucket of PCP this morning. <laughs> his, his heart's going to explode. His thyroid problem. <laughs> you will never understand. I don't know. Like, I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't get hung up on, on like on like the wrong thing here at this point. It's just, I don't know. It just seems like that there's a lot here that doesn't need to be here, but it had to be put here because it has to hit a certain amount of runtime. Because I could, you could say the same thing about Life Bro. You could remove them from this movie and just make it hard for you know for her to keep Clifford. And you know the first, the second act of this movie is Clifford causes a whole bunch of problems well, with his eyes, and then the third act is just really convincing everyone that Clifford's a good thing for the community. Well, all he had to do was save somebody well, or a couple I mean, of people, you know I mean? do something heroic. But here, but everybody also, sees the better part. But of here, here's yeah. also one of my problems with. Like you said, Roger, putting this, making this movie live action, but Clifford animated, that means you're somewhat putting it in a world that our world. Yes. So absolutely. Like no one. I mean, I think people were not. I'm I'm trying to explain that. Like people didn't think Clifford was too far out of the norm. He's a massive red dog. No, they wanted to get an Instagram shot with him. Which so I understand I because, well, listen, if I saw a big red dog, I'd be like, bro, bro. let me get that self. Let me get that ussy. <laughs> so I, I just don't – I'm not quite sure I understand. Like that's didn't get explained. And they they, they, they may have said in the, in the creative stages of this, you know what, we're not even going to try because 
whatever is going to be ridiculous. But Listen, like, the government would have took him. Well, that's the thing. Oh, is like yeah. the, the the police would have shot him dead in the beginning of this movie, and that would have been it. The movie would have been fourteen. It would have been like now. Jurassic Park. They'd have tranked him. Yeah. They'd have put him on the ship, and they'd take him out for experiment. What was the girl's name in this? Emily. Emily Elizabeth. Emily. She's dead. You know what I mean? You know, she dies. They come take Clifford. It's you know, it's never. Heard oh of yeah, it. like SWAT bust out oh, the yeah. door, kills everyone, yep. takes the do- extraction. <laughs> yeah, extraction. Yeah. It's the dog. Yep. We got to get the hell out of here. That's it. Yeah, there's a dead girl and a dead uncle. Real supervillain shit. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay, fine. Well, uh, you know, you Roger hit the nail on the head. Emily Elizabeth doesn't fit in. They call what do they call her school? Food stamp. Yeah. Which is come on, that's awful. But she's got a. She lives in a nice apartment in uptown Harlem. They ain't poor. <laughs> they ain't poor. But they are, though. That's the thing. Is they they are. Are. The don't work. I, I did appreciate, though, when the guy, when they're staying at the super rich guy's house and he zillows it, it's like, this place is worth $27 million. <laughs> <laughs> Then I realized that dude's got way more money than I thought. Yeah. Super rich lawyer. I, I think the dude's son was one of the shiny. Owen. The kid I, from Good Boys? Isaac Wang was, yeah, he's he's pretty funny. Is Again, some of the better lines came from him. It's like when Emily in school is like, hi, Owen. And he just screams, You know my name. He just screams, you know my name. Like, no, every, he's like, I said that out loud, didn't I? Every guy in school who's – when a girl talks to them, they have a crush on, has that inner monologue when you're when you're in middle school or high school or any – every single guy. Every, and I thought that was interesting how they pursued – chose to shoot that so, show that so early. And also it's after the first time he meets Clifford – and they go to his house. And then the first thing he says when Uncle Crazy Uncle um, Casey Casey asks him a question, he, he goes, I'm having a hard time unclenching my butt cheeks. <laughs> I, now, is it just me laughing at the you know humor aimed at the young crowd, like at the lowest brow crowd? Or I thought that was very funny. I mean, it is funny. But I mean, yeah, it's I mean, just one of those things that as a movie, Clifford, there's this movie could have been a whole lot worse. And you know what movie I'm thinking of? I can't think animal of crackers. no. What was the movie where they were they went to a wedding in the in there was there was animals at a wedding in a hotel recently? Oh, Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, Tom and Jerry was really God. bad. This movie is so this much is better, better than, than Tom and Jerry. Yeah, like, it is better than Tom and Jerry. Like leagues ahead of Tom. I didn't Jerry. think about that. That movie was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. terrible. Of course, that was another thing where I didn't understand like was, what's and why are things animated and why yeah, but Tom and Jerry. The, the problem in Tom and Jerry isn't Tom and Jerry. You know what I mean? Tom and Jerry, the problem is everything else. In that You're right. The, the problem of Clifford is Clifford. Yes. Yeah. Well, Clifford's one of the problems. Well, let's talk about doofus Uncle Casey for a minute in his fake accent. Yeah. His fake, yeah. Okay. I'm so we we talked about this before the show started because I wanted to make sure everybody's on the same page with me. Um, what's this guy's name? Um, he's Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall. Okay. He is in Jungle Cruise. The movie we just watched very recently, yeah. Jack Whitehall is actually British. Yes. Okay, it's okay. The mom in this movie has a Brit- has an English British accent, right? He's the brother, and they make it a point to say why he doesn't have an accent. Yeah, that he has been here since he was two years old, or I might sound like this. Then he does his fake British accent. Why is that part of this movie? Yeah, I, why yeah. couldn't he just be British? Yeah. Because why it, did they make it a point to explain to him why he doesn't have an accent? Because they reason. they had to make that weird. Yeah, but the reason and, why that you know. Yeah, but here's the thing though: every reason why you have that you know to make him have the English accent, he can still just have the British accent. 
You know what I mean? He doesn't have to not have that, and that's all that story stuff could still be true. Yeah, I guess you're right. No that one thinks sense. anything different that he didn't have a British yeah. accent. All I did was think his American accent, not very good. <laughs> you know, like when I think good uh, British guy with a good American accent, I think Benedict Cumberbatch because he does a damn good one. Yeah. Jack Whitehall does not do oh, that. Shit. Okay, so <laughs> no, you're not. You'd like to come on and refute this, Jack Whitehall? <laughs> Probably more than willing, as long as you only talk in your actual accent. Yeah. So I guess the whole point of it is I just don't understand why they did that. Because, especially with little kids, does anybody care that he's got a British There's accent? There's so much that happens here that no one that's not, that no one cares anyway. So why is that the thing? You're like, we have to write this in this way. Like why a woman walks around drinking a can of condensed milk? Yep. That's yep. weird. Yep. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate this. But why also... <laughs> So, okay, so we talked about it before, though, of she lives in an, what looks to be a kind of a spacious New York apartment. I'm it's like, not a bad place, man. No, no, it's got no, no, a nice no. flat in New York. And, of course, her mom is stressing about money and jobs, and they make it a point. Isn't she like, like a corporate She something? makes a lot of money. She's a, a legal so – what, what do you call this? Legalese? A paralegal. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're just like the, the secretary of the lawyer world. But still, it's – but like I don't – why introduce that if it's not brought up again? Yeah, I don't know. But like the the, I mean, the money thing, I guess, comes up in the fact that like times are tough. But even when they get evicted, it's not like oh, we don't have any money for another place. It's no, they got evicted, evicted because the big red dog tore up the house. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, even then, can we talk about that for a minute? The fake damage scenes, like when he tries to grab the tail. Oh god, uh, yeah, it looks so bad. I want to see the machine that was flinging him around like that. You um, know what I mean, and the other thing is too, right? How did they get him out the front door? I understand the front door of the apartment building. Because they did the, they unlatched it and opened up like a barn door. Yeah, yeah. How do you get out the front door of the apartment? That's a good point. It's he's trapped in there. Oh my god! But, there, but there's so much of that. In, <laughs> but there's so much of that in this movie too. Of like, well, how does that? Why does that happen? Oh yeah, it's only big when it matters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That's, well, that's the whole thing. Is like, but in a movie like this, does that matter? Because I mean, you just you, you saw it. So ninety five percent for audience score. Ninety five percent. Yeah, because – well, I mean I think there's a reason for that too though because it's not like us <laughs> reviewing that. you know. I'm not ever going to go even on my letterbox, which I've neglected lately. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go and be like – I'm not even going to rate Clifford the Big Red Dog. No. It's like I won't – I'm not the peak audience for that. You know, and I have kids. Yeah, so I mean, do you. I don't too. Yeah, it's just. It, but this I don't is know. so. This is a movie. As that, long as somebody likes it, that's fine. So how I partly measure something like this is, so there are a lot of movies watching this on this show that like not very good, but yeah, I'll, well, when I fall asleep, if I see it, sure, I'll turn it on while I fall asleep. This is not one of those movies. It just there's nothing that's going to bring me back a second time to watch Clip no. of the Dog. No, but like I feel bad for you, Chris, because you're gonna be stuck watching. Yeah, it's gonna be on every now and then now. But that's the thing is like on Paramount Plus, if you have kids and you have Paramount Plus, let them watch it as many times as they want to watch it. It doesn't matter. It's true, but it's so like I mean, no, you're right. You're right by saying that. It's still painful to see though. Like it's it's this is a tough this is a tough movie to watch for your parent because we've we've talked about this before with kids movies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're along for the ride and it's great. Other times they're hard to watch. This is one that's hard to watch. So, so let's let's also talk about Life Grow for a second. Okay. And I think Roger, you hit the nail right on the head, and I'm glad you did. If you didn't, I was going to have like that is legit super villain stuff. Yeah. 
Like, and they somehow make that DNA sequencing animals. (laughs) Yeah, but like somewhere in the depths of life grow, there is some like octopus wolf hybrid (laughs) (laughs) waiting to be Clifford's main villain for Clifford Two. He must take it down. What if they're the reason why King Kong becomes King Kong? Clifford fights. Oh, don't start this! Damn it! It is going to tie together. I knew you were going to do that, Chris. I knew you were going to enable Roger. I knew it. I knew it. Hold on. What's the other one? Rampage. Yeah, was Rampage a Paramount film? I think it was. Oh, I bet it was. Oh, God. Oh, I bet it was. <laughs> so, okay. So, the question, but like, Tony Hale, Tony Hale plays the... the Life Grow guy? The Life Grow guy. And to yeah. me, he's too... A lot of a, a lot of problems I have when I, when I write my scripts is my villains are so evil that a buddy of mine, another writing friend of mine calls them Disney villains. They're 2D. They're too evil. They, they're not real people because they're too evil and they don't have the balancing they, – they don't have the other side of a real person. And that's always my problem. To me, that's what this guy was. He just was – but they didn't care because of the movie they were writing, Clifford the Big Red Dog. It doesn't matter. All you need is a dude to be super evil. Unfortunately, not Paramount. Damn it. Um, so that's my question to you is LifeGrow it's, – it's convenient that there's a – company like life grow that makes that that gives clifford a reason to be in this world but like life grow doesn't there's no at least to my knowledge you think there's any company that does that in, in, life, in anywhere in the world that I grows mean, massive grow, animals life grow doesn't give him a reason to be in the world it gives him it gives something there to like to cause issues for clifford is what it is well that's okay but that's that's a plot convenience something that grows big stuff monsanto yes <laughs> <laughs> i but, just uh, i get what you're saying though yeah and I guess to me that's 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 part of the reason you make this live action is now I mean you guys have daughters so the appeal that to your daughters Chris that might like it is if they're in that age range or they soon will be is they see themselves in the Elizabeth character sure okay yeah I guess that's a that's a way to think of it yeah so what if it's a wolf with eight octopus arms oh my god but instead of octopus <laughs> arms they're like crab pincers <laughs> well like in the like in um, like Jason Bateman, Crudes too. Crudes too. Yeah, the, the weird wolf spiders. Yeah. Oh, like, son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember Jason Bateman on Netflix? His um, uh, Delta. Well, no, what's that movie? The Force, the the stupid movie we watched with the superheroes that were and Jason Bateman had a little tiny Thunder claw Force. Thunder yeah, Force. Thunder Force. Yeah. His, oh, that movie his, was abysmal. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yep, that was pretty bad too. <sighs> so okay, so as we start to transition out of Clifford. What? And we start there's, so much, there's so much here. I have another 60 minutes to go on Clifford. Mm, I'll bet you do, my friend. I'll bet you do. So, I mean, so, I just... So, okay, Chris, yeah, what yeah. did you not like about this? What? So, I mean, we've already talked a little bit about the animation. The animation... That's tough. a big thing, though. In a movie like this, it is because that's you want that to be spot on, right? So, the animation's a big deal here. Um, it, Again, like, there's just a lot going on in this movie that doesn't have, doesn't need a lot going on. The, the biggest things that are problems for me as, as a family that needs to watch this movie is why is there a gas station fight scene in this movie that it takes entirely too long on top of that? Because if this movie's for three to eight year olds, you don't need that kind of that, that thing in there. That's not why those kids are going to watch this Hold movie. There's a near riot. <laughs> Hold yeah, on. One of those scenes was really funny, though. When, when they put all that crap in front of the door and then they just open the door the other way. That one moment. Yes, I'll give you that. But then the other two minutes of that sequence, 
cringeworthy. Well, to give the or, other to give the other people some screen time. Sure. I mean, those no, are I get it. those those are pretty big names in the kid world, in like okay. kids movies, kids shows. Okay. So you got to give them their few minutes, I guess. Sure. Right? I mean, I guess the other problem I have, the other thing I, I would say, my is, is I don't like it when movies have kids that are driving cars that are you know in like a kids movie. I don't well, like it doesn't that. make a whole lot of sense either. And, it doesn't. And, it's eye-rolling and cringy. And like, 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 like when your kid's movie has has a has a car scene with a kid driving your car or the dog driving the car, yeah. your movie's trash. It's well, it's weird. Is what it is. It's weird. But also that 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 scene in the when they're fighting in the in the makeshift convenience store, there was a there was a cutaway shot when when someone was fighting one of the dudes in black suit. He. Okay. There was a cutaway shot of someone grabbing a knife, and then the knife never came into the scene. I wonder why they even included really? that. If that because this is obviously not a movie where someone's going to fight with a knife. Fourteen people died. <laughs> so that's my point. I mean, like, why shattered by a homeless oh, no. man stabbing people? What's happening? Clipper the big red dog, page <laughs> one. Oh God. <laughs> no, it's just it's weird to me that that scenes like that exist, and why they didn't take that shot out altogether. Because there was no cutaway. I mean, there was a cutaway with someone grabbing a knife, but no one. The knife never came into play, obviously, because it's a, a G-rated movie to yes. begin with. So, I mean, it's just little things like that kind of bother me. Realism within the world they present—that's okay. what I want to see. Is and by making it non-animated, that stuff all exists in our world. It you know, makes like, it matter, yeah. It does make it matter. And those guys Good. that were following them with all had sunglasses on and all had the earpieces in and were obviously part of some weird conspiracy to get the dog, they would have had guns. They would just shot everyone involved just taking the dog. Like, yeah, dog yeah, every, everyone dies, they get the dog, your movie's <laughs> over. <laughs> your movie's yeah. over 20 minutes. You know, it's just one of those things. It's just hmm. – ah, but there's a certain kind of finesse you have to do with one of these movies. It's like you, you, you can forgo some of that stuff because it's not that kind of movie. So I just Clifford the Big Red Dog is all over the place with mistakes, but when it yep. when it comes down to it, it's a pretty simple movie with a girl who finds a dog that's just like her, and then an evil entity trying to take the dog away from her. Yeah, and then you you know you factor in the doofus uncle, you you, you factor in life, bro, you factor in you know her friends in New York, and how about that one woman who let them hit that kid's like, hey, can we borrow your computer? Never. Would a New Yorker let some weird kid <laughs> borrow their MacBook? <laughs> sure. And the, <laughs> and the kid just takes off down the street. She just tasers him. Get <laughs> the hell out of here. I did also find it funny when Clifford sw- like ate that other dog for a second. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty funny, I, I thought. I think he wouldn't have spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> he just absorbs his life force and gets bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Exponentially grows again. We're we're writing the better movie right now that we watched. Just a murderous slayer of a red dog. Oh wow! Um, Chris also brought up a point that if uh, Santa Claus's jacket and pants are made out of Clifford's fur, no. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. That's actually. Well, I, mean, well, I, mean, I mean, it explains why Clifford's a magical being comes from the North Pole, right? That's right. Good, good for you, man, for coming up with that. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, it's a reach, but it's possible. Damn it. Yeah, that's a hundred percent real yeah. Clifford. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, "Is that real Gucci?" Like, thank God, real Clifford. Hundred percent real Clifford. Or what if you say that to like a kid who likes Clifford the Big Red Dog, like your Red Swan? No, this is one hundred percent Clifford. I'm still gonna mess with my seven year old this mm. year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's. See, I mean, all kidding aside, question okay. is: the target audience obviously is young kids 
probably, I mean, it's going to skew more to, I think, the female audience rather than the male. But, I mean, this movie does what it's supposed to do for that target audience. And for I mean, that it's reason, a fine kids movie, that's right? That's the thing. Yeah. Is like, it works. It fundamentally works as a kids movie. It doesn't work for adults because as soon as you start asking questions, the whole thing falls apart completely. So does we always say fun matters or like even if a movie's bad like jackass it's not great cinema but it's funny and it's fun and it works does i will it, counter and say jackass is some of the greatest cinematic history we've ever got so does 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 that what i just say apply to a movie like this no where it Let's works see. for their target audience there, there are plenty of people that might like this movie because their kids like this movie and that's yeah. fine okay. if, as an adult man critiquing this movie dude it's rough to watch yeah um, I don't really find it funny. It looks bad. I just for some for somebody my age, if I didn't have any kids, you'd have I would no reason never to watch this movie. None. Watch Clifford. Yeah. Even if I did, reason. I will never watch Clifford again. Like that's the thing. For a family movie or a kids movie, we'll never watch this movie again. Chris, unfortunately, will, which... Ha, 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 nah. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, like, the three things I ask myself is, you know, like, you know, is the is the movie watchable for me? No. Does the movie have a good resolution that, you know, is, that, you know, is good for my kid to see? It, yeah, it's all right. And then, you know, is there anything in the movie that I don't like that I don't want my, don't want my kids to ever think about? Yeah, I don't want my kids to want to drive a car. You know what I mean? You know, while they're seven. Well, here's, but, a, here's a big plus 12. You know, Here's here's a big plus. At least Clifford didn't talk. So I wondered about that for a while, it and as we got further along towards the end, got more I worried. thought it was going to happen, <laughs> but it did not. So there's that. Yeah, good on them for not making it creepy. That's always That's a big plus. upset. Yeah, yeah. it's always a big time upset. <laughs> I had to bet money is Clifford talking by the end of this movie. Boom! It was hard money on yes. Yep. And he was going to talk like this. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm very sure they. they I'm sorry, I did that. I'm sure they tickered with the idea. I'm I'm sure they tickered with the idea. Uh, but so okay, let's move to score this thing then. I'll go first, even since I'm you know Ooh. I think I'm going to be the highest, but I, I'm just going to give Clifford a three and a half because it's you know this movie falls apart when you start asking questions. Not, nothing makes any sense. Motivations, the more broad you get, are fine. When you start breaking them down, they don't make any sense. But, I mean, it's an enjoyable enough movie for kids. So, three and a half. Three and a half, huh? Want me to go or you want to go? I'll go. Go ahead. This movie's tough to watch as an adult man. This movie's tough to watch as a family for, for the adult part of the audience. It's fine as a kid's movie, but from my view and perspective... And the people that listen to the show, it's probably going to be a little bit a more a tougher one. If you like Clifford, good for you. But this this is a hard two for me. I never want to see this thing again, and I'm gonna have to. You're gonna I'm, you may have to hear it or may watch it, but you're you're gonna hear it in your periphery. You're gonna hear <laughs> Clifford bounding through. I'm gonna be reminded of its, of its existence. Um. So I guess that means it's me. Listen, Clifford's not great. <laughs> There's problems. I really, truly don't understand why this isn't 100% animated. I don't get it. Um, that being said, Clifford's like a two. Um, I will never watch Clifford the Big Red Dog again. You you monster. You hateful thing. Yep. <laughs> so there's I, that. I can yep. honestly say I won't either. I can honestly say I will not watch this again. It's I'm fair. Sh- I'm sure of it. 
All right, let's talk about the other movie that is also... That's way better than this. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> Ooh, are we split? No, no, I don't think so. No, Not as I much mean... as you'd like to think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Red Notice, Netflix. Let's look at the tomato meter. 35%. Yeah, that's about right. Audience score... <laughs> Audience scored 92. Now, bear in mind, bear in mind, Clifford scored higher in both of those categories. Yep. So there's that. Those are facts. <laughs> now let's talk about Red Notice. Roger. No, All actually, right. Let me, let me so Red Notice stars Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Gail Godot, and a caveat of other people who are unimportant. Um so the real short version of this movie is it's some weird heist slash Indiana Jones movie. Um, and I don't know if it's good at either one of them. <laughs> so there's that. We start off as an art thief and end up trekking through the jungle looking for Nazi gold, basically. Right? That is yep. accurate. Um, how we get from point A to point C really leaves a lot to be desired. Really leaves a lot. All right. Directed by Ross and Marshall Thurber and, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot. You, you would be hard-pressed to find three an, another trio of people that would fit this movie that are more bankable and likable right now in 2021, where we are right now. You'd be hard-pressed. So I'm sure when Netflix put this together, they were like, yes, slam dunk, let's do this. Uh, Gal Gadot and... Uh, Ridu Arya as the uh, Inspector Urvashi Das and Christopher, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, Diamantopoulos as Soto Voce. Good. Let's talk about the Netflix original that is Red Notice. Okay, we start off getting a definition of what Red Notice is. Red Notice is the most wanted criminal. The most wanted by Interpol. Yes. Most wanted by Interpol. Short version. And uh, we start with this. I did like that they actually used Interpol, which would be the yeah. correct agency for this. Yeah, good on them. They did their, they did their research? Well, I mean, that's not hard to... Definitely a question mark at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> Upwards inflection, definitely. So, I mean, we start off with this weird this weird um, description of the Red Nose. Then we go into Cle- Cleopatra, the Egyptians, just three eggs, which may or may not exist in real history. I don't know. But um, we have these three eggs... Uh, they went missing. Two of them have been found. The third one's been lost to the ages. And we come into a Ryan Reynolds as Nolan Booth trying to con an egg where he knows is. And then the, uh, the uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a cop trying to stop him. And that's how we pick up the movie. And we have a fantastic action sequence right off the bat. That is one thing that I will say about something. Uh, this movie is. Uh, the choreography is great. The action is 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 good to great. Most of it's good. That's it never the yeah, issue. Is that. Netflix has a problem. They can throw money at everything, and throwing money at most things makes things better or more watchable, fixable at least. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you don't have a story, and you're relying on these three mega stars to carry it through, that's carry the entirety of your movie. Yeah, really, they are, and it's not you. I mean, you might as well have just called. The Rock's character, Dwayne, and Nolan's, you might as well just call him Ryan. I mean, honest to God, they're playing Gee, right. themselves. Why, 
Well, yeah. So, I mean, that that's a thing. And we joked about this beforehand. So, Ryan Reynolds' character is Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dwayne Johnson is The Rock. And Gail Godot is somewhere in between her real person and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like, that's really it. She might be the only person actually acting <laughs> in this film. <laughs> but, I mean, this movie is essentially a five-person cast, right? It is. Number Literally, three, it is. The Interpol lady and the Spanish guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that's really it, besides a bunch of nameless guys that get punched in the face, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 There's your movie. Yeah. And... When in doubt, Nazi out. When you don't know who to make your true villains, just somehow bring the Nazis into the fold. But, oh. th- but this one does somewhat follow at least lore that some people well, believe to be true. It is a semi, semi plausible story. Because which is the best way to put it, right? Because yeah. listen, there, there's been things like that have been brought up for years and years that there's all kinds of um, hidden Nazi memorabilia down in uh, Argentina. Argentina. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there was a theory around for a really long time that Hitler wasn't actually dead. He was living out his life in Argentina. That was a real big deal for a lot of people for a long time. Yeah. So at least there is some semblance of a historical story there. Okay. Whether that matters for Red Notice, I don't know. I don't, think it does. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's it helps, I guess, set the stage a little bit for... Well, the, for the third act, right? Yeah. Not set the stage, set the stage for the third act. Well, for the for the end of the second act into the third act, sure, sure. That, this movie is all about jumping from place to place, yes. blow popping unnecessarily, I think. But here's the thing, it's I don't like to say it's about Ryan Reynolds because Ryan Reynolds is great at what he does. And I'm I'm, I'm gonna reference Safe House probably more than once, is I thought he had turned a corner in Safe House. Do you remember that movie, Roger and Chris? I do not. I, I him and, it, had, it had him and Denzel in it, right? Him and Denzel, and he was a he was watching us. He was literally a, a safe house attendee, and he just sat there day in day out. Yeah. Just if, if if the CIA needed a place to stash an asset, that was his place. Yeah. And then an asset gets stashed, and then Denzel as Tobin Frost, and then his safe house gets attacked. No one knows why or or how they hit, and it's, he escapes with Denzel, and he's trying to be the young agent to bring him in, and. Denzel, you know, it, it's a really like, but it's a great action movie with Ryan Reynolds completely against type from what we know of Ryan Reynolds. And he does a yeah. fantastic job. So he actually acts. Yes. yes. But like, so, but this is nothing. They use Ryan Reynolds in this movie almost to a point of complete absurdity to get from one point to another. When the, this, that character in real life would last all of 17 seconds in any one of these scenarios before, before someone just punched him in the face or just shot him, period. You know what I mean? The script only works because we have to get from point A to point B to point C to point D. You know what I mean? That's the only sure. way the script works. Like, why in the world, just as a little thing, when The Rock's character gets framed, why in the world would you put them in the same cell? Why in the hell? Hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, never. Comedy ensues. If never in any political. On, hold on. If you look at the movie in the entirety of its scope, he was put there by Gal Gadot's character. Well, let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, I, I understand that, but. Yeah, but. Well, no, I mean, no, you, you can't. You can't I, I mean, in my opinion, you can't question but that. But he, he wasn't put there by her character. The captain. Well, you don't know that. I I understand what Chris means in that I, I case. I guess I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, look at the movie in, 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 its, in its whole retrospect. There are like four or five different moving pieces. Yeah, there, there's a few points. But there's no way that the guy who ran that prison, which, by the way, even though they were captured in Italy, right? Weren't they captured in Italy? That was a Soviet prison. 
Yeah, but it's Interpol. Yeah, fine. But like, how far do you have to travel to to make that happen? Is my point? Is my question? Any place, there, any, any place where a crime was committed. Yeah, you can, that, that's where you can be. You know, extradited to. Anyway, so let's let's go back to the beginning a, a little. This movie bit. also has a time problem too. By the way, it does. It's, it's also got a bit of a pacing issue. Well, no, no, I meant like what would be physical time. Yeah, like traveling like travel doesn't time. make any sense here. Yes. No, it doesn't. You know, it, like when they go from Russia to what Argentina, mm-hmm. dude, that's like forty hours. <laughs> and then that, it, like that's, that's just like one shot to, to the next. Yep, yeah. that's like we got to be there tomorrow. Yeah, all right. No, you don't, <laughs> dude. That's four plane changes. Yeah. And... <laughs> that's two fuel stops, one over one over sea. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Right? <laughs> But yeah, this, that's that's Russia to Africa, Africa across the entire ocean. No, I, <laughs> I kept waiting for like some. Damn sure not in a helicopter. Yeah. I kept waiting for some character depth, some some deeper moments of these characters that were why they are the way they are, and they just that's another thing they just don't come. So which well, means Netflix they give you some of it, but that's but which I mean, means they, Netflix took them out because no, there's excuse me, I'm like trying to gather. Whoever wrote this, whatever screenwriter, well, let me let me let me see who that is, just so I can give credit to the right person. Steve, the screenwriter, <laughs> um, the writer. Well, okay, he also wrote it. So Ross and Marshall Thurber, the director, also wrote it. Okay. Anyone who written a script and sells scripts, they would have put those moments in, which means there was a decision to take those moments out. Well, this movie's only two hours long. Oh, it's like one fifty-five or something, right? Something yep, like that, yeah, that's That's fine. Well, listen. After I realized what's going on, I stopped it paused it to see how long it was and like was like cool it's not 240 <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's go back yes. to the beginning then of kind of how all the pieces fall where they fall so roger why don't you after that first action sequence when they when they capture nolan uh, by the way well, is do you think there's any do you think there's a um because this was so indiana jones uncharted Whoever wrote this would have definitely been a fan of Uncharted. Do you think there's any kind of semblance between his name being Nolan and um, Nolan North playing Drake in Uncharted? Do you think there's any kind of semblance? No, I didn't think about that, but I don't know. Okay, I just, I just, that's me just reaching. But I I mean, Nolan is also just a name that an art dealer, art thief would have. Yeah, right. Nolan. And (laughs) I also want to say that, like, I really, truly hope the Uncharted movie is better than this. Because if if this is the caliber of the Uncharted movie. (laughs) This we got trouble in the PlayStation. Well, listen, universe. you might have trouble. <laughs> I sh- listen, I, I watched a trailer already. <laughs> we all you, did. Yeah. I, I've seen the trailer once or twice. Yeah. You, you might. This might be the high point. Oh god! Hi, Roger. After that first sequence where they capture him, then we go to prison. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, prison ends up being very prisony. Yeah, um, Russian prisony Russian where. You know, he basically baits him into fighting somebody. Russian and, prison where they give all of their prisoners the right to walk around and do whatever they basically want. Pretty much. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's usual. Um, and then just escape. Yeah. <laughs> High up in the mountains. High up they were like, gunned down mountains. within seconds. Yeah, within... <laughs> Everyone died here. Like, yeah. Any one of these sequences is just completely fictitious because it's not... They don't... A prison like that, they'd have they'd have shot him in the head. They would shot him in the back, and then just two tapped him in the head. Done. Yeah. We're done. Movie over. Yeah, push you to your knees. One bullet in the back of your head, <laughs> right. throwing off the cliff. That's <laughs> it. Although my favorite line in this movie happens at the uh, at the prison escape. So, Which one? Um, is that when he first tells him he loves him? No. When he, <laughs> I did appreciate that. When he, he asks him, if he, can, "Can you fly a helicopter?" Does the does the back of your head look like a giant penis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about I, that. I didn't laugh out loud. 
quite what, a bit. Because oh, then that. he goes, that's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did enjoy that, that line very much. I wondered, I mean, did you guys think some of that towards the end, some of the some of the very smarmy Ryan Reynolds humor was just a bit too much? Well, they they let him, I guarantee you, they were like, hey, you do what you do. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. Because if we don't like it, we'll cut it out. So there's probably like a blooper reel, like 40 minutes of oh, that yeah. shit, right? Yeah. Him saying ridiculous one-liners. <laughs> like, like I, I, I want to see that because I know The Rock is just cracking up the entire time they're on set then at that point. Yeah, I'm sure they had fun making this movie. More than likely. But here's the thing. It's, it doesn't translate very well. I there think- are some funny moments, but by the end, like Grayson's saying, I'm kind of done with it. Well, and here's the thing. I don't think the actors in this or how they do is an issue. I just think it's I think it's just the movie's story and the the script. I think that's where where the problem is. And it's even to where the point where they like like letting Ryan Reynolds go, that's all they had. You know, I think they just were like, you know, hey, you know, do your thing, you know, make this funny because like they didn't have anything. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the problem with this movie because I enjoy, I think the chemistry on screen was fine between the three of them. Oh, they work fine you know, together. They were great. You know, no one's bad in this movie. Like, there's not a point where, like, oh, God. Like, there was no real tough acting moments. They all looked like they had a good time with this. I'm sure they did. It's the it's the story that they're telling and the way that the script is written that's bad. Well, let's talk about the com- yeah, let's The talk story about the is the bad part of this movie. Well, but let's talk about the duo of the big muscle bound dude. Who's kind of just like annoyed the whole time, and the and, and the skinny, fast talking guy who's like making quips all the time. That just works. I mean, yeah. look at David Spade, Chris Farley. Even though Chris Farley wasn't a muscle bound jack dude, but he was the bigger dude that was dumb, and Spade was a tiny dude who was a smart ass and always got punched in the face. I mean, yep. that worked. But like that, this is kind of like that. It's another kind of comedy duo. That war. I mean, what's that movie with um? What did Kevin Hart and Chris Rock? What was that Central Intelligence? Wasn't that Chris Rock and Kevin Kevin Hart? Chris Rock or CIA or something? CIA or Central Intelligence? Dwayne Johnson. Sorry, 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 sorry. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Yeah, but like that also worked in that one too. Like that the small guy who made quips and the big muscle guy who just punched him in the face when he talked too much. It also works in Jumanji. (laughs) Jumanji, yes, of course. Which is, but. How much of that can you take before? I mean, all of the human element is drained. It just there's never a human element in this movie, never. No, because there's. I mean, it's it's just over the top scene after over the top scene yes. after over the top scene. That is true, but some cool ass shots though. I'll say that. Oh, I mean, it is some great drone work in this one. Yeah, and like I don't mind the fight inside of the the Spanish yeah, vault whatever. thing. Like it's, yeah, fine, it's fine, but. In the end, it's like the the product they put all this money into making sure you get all this big budget feature, and it's just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, like the story's sure. never very good. There's no real peril, yep. <laughs> you know. At no point did I think anybody was going to die. Oh no, yeah, right. Like you couldn't even make it that somebody got hurt. Like nobody even gets hurt True. in this movie. True. There's no blood like, in this movie. Not really. Like. There's a massive shootout. Nobody takes one in the arm. Nothing. Is there <laughs> exactly. any blood in this movie? Not really. Not much. He almost gets stabbed with that spear. But there's no blood. I don't think. I don't. Oh, no, right, even I, when they're fighting, even when they're having like major firefights trying to get out of the prison, yeah. like no one actually gets hit. Everyone no, just yeah. kind of jumps out of the way. Like, even when he sprays the gun around, they all just kind of fall down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the helicopter, you mean, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Weird. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, let's talk about the helicopter shot for a second. I believe that they had that Netflix just had a lot of money. I think they added that that, that the think, rocket scene. Yeah, I think that's an added stunt because they just had money. Okay. Because it, it's like you know they're like, hey, we got like we got like some more in the budget. Do something cool with this helicopter. Like done, you know. Like I think that was it. One of my favorite movies of all time is Tropic Thunder. Okay, that yeah. movie rules. Yes, right. I agree. And the, po- the no, it. you'll never see it again. That is cinema <laughs> that will never be made again. Nope. But the scene in there where they're first talking about how much they're going to spend using that money on that first scene, he's like, I'm going to light this jungle up with some tiger bomb on his nuts. And he just hits it and all those bombs explode. Yep. That's some asshole at Netflix. Like, do it! <laughs> <laughs> do it! Somebody's got, got the Netflix yeah. credit card. Somebody with a mullet it. and a bunch of pyro is ready to go. He's like, make it happen. <laughs> Dwayne, we're going to grease you up for this one. That's it. God, I gotta watch that movie again. That's not one of the streaming services I saw. Tropic Thunder is a masterpiece. Well, it, it, no, we'll never be able to make look, it again. Look, all joking aside, that, that that movie, even though it's sometimes very silly, but it is also a good movie. Like that's important. To Tropic Thunder is hilarious. But that's also too like important distinction here is like there's elements in that movie that work, and they work in a in in in, in a way that keeps you engaged with the movie, but also keeps the characters. Is who they are, you know. Like people actually die in that movie, yeah. but that's like the whole thing is like Robert Downey cast is one dude who disguises as another dude. Like <laughs> it all, it, it all just works so well, and that's the whole thing. This this red red notice is not that. Also, I have an issue with the title Red Notice. Mm-hmm. Okay, it just seems after watching the movie, I'm not sure I would have called it that. I'm not sure. I'd would you call it, it uh, Indiana Uncharted? <laughs> <laughs> in the charted i don't know on on the end i i don't know but i mean Indiana jones well let's so i mean Indiana <laughs> jones treasure so okay what's the roger can can, can you find us the, the budget for this uh for, yeah, for I got you. Quick? i'd be curious oh. to know how much money they threw it i thing. bet it was expensive i'll bet you this was above a hundred oh yeah, I'd be surprised if it wasn't above well, 150. Casting cost alone would be high, right? Well, see, I don't know about that. And the reason I don't know about it is because it's the Rocks production company. I bet you he doesn't take as much money okay, when he gets true. that that's because true. he gets more money on the backside of it because it's his company. But how does how I mean how I mean we, until we know how Netflix quantifies things. Hundred million dollars. Well, okay. Well, hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Good. Hold on. Fair question is. Did they allocate that much, that many funds to it because they knew there was going to be a sequel? And I mean, shocker. Oh, probably. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. This I, this I is absolutely sequel worthy. So I guess the question, I mean, two hundred million, fucking hell, that's man. A lot of money, that's though, a right? lot. That's a mar- That's a Marvel budget. That's like Lord of the Rings style budget. That's that, you know. In a movie where nothing really happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like Iron Man was flown into. Yeah, like you spent a lot of money on this, and not a lot happens in your movie. So this to me just feels like paint by numbers. Netflix by now knows exactly what people want and they know how to get it out of them. I was going to say, so like we talked, to, like we talked a little bit about like, like what's important in this movie and like, you know, how, like what's important to Netflix. There are three huge stars in this movie. Just, you know, huge right now. Your movie doesn't have to have, doesn't have to have great substance, right? It's just got to be big enough for people to watch it. I think that's all that. Well, and, all and you see, Netflix is really pushing the Netflix party thing, and I've I've seen more and more posts about this on social media. And my friends and I do it. We try to do that once or twice a month. We all kind of sit around a computer and we we start a movie, and we're all just typing in the comments, just having a good, grand old time. 
sometimes we enable talk, we just take the sound out, we just have fun laughing yeah. through it. But that's the thing is like, so this movie is a perfect thing for the Netflix party thing. This is a perfect movie for, for, for that. Yeah. Especially yeah. people that like the cast. Well, you can mindlessly view this movie and not miss a single thing. You really could. I mean, honest to God, maybe you might perk up when 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 they go to Argentina and there's like that that bunker, there's a twist. There's like the, <laughs> the bunker built into the ground and like once the word Nazi is mentioned, I'm sure a lot of people get more like, "Whoa, this is a Nazi!" Like it's one of those things. But man, there's not a lot. I actually of thought one of the coolest things they did in this entire movie was when he opened up the the vault. Like the the actual incri- the the incri- intricate part of that, how like you put it in and then turned it and then it turned the other way. Oh, and yeah. I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Hold, hold 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 on. Now you're you're talking about the subplot of the watch. Yes. Yeah. Which was again one of those they 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 attempted to round out his character by you know he has major dad issues. No, they both do. Like yeah. Yes. But and then the watch that he happens to bring with him. What mm-hmm. if he what? What if he didn't have the watch? Um, well, I don't think that's the unbelievable part. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not. No, I mean, listen, that would be critical, yes. Yeah. But just remember, immediately after that, there is a multi-car chase scene for vehicles that have been sitting for almost a hundred years. Yeah, like- they both fire right up and then immediately speed through a cave. <laughs> Shoot, I mean... You'll, you'll, you'll have how they're shooting at each other in the room with the priceless artifacts. It would, yes. I mean, we're talking about trillions of dollars. Yeah, we can't just be like, listen, truce. Yeah. When yeah. we get outside, we'll slug it out. <laughs> I've got a Pontiac G6. It's been in my garage for a month and a half. I bet it doesn't start. <laughs> Zero, <laughs> I, I need a Zero percent chance. <laughs> like, there's no way. No, when, when, whenever I go home, my, my, my Accord, which is sitting outside, which, I mean, I have it's to. Cold out. It might yeah, not start. Right? start. Yeah. But but that <laughs> but but with that Mercedes sitting in there for ninety years starts right up. I like mean, no it's problem. Great, it's a great ad for Mercedes, though, right? I mean, I have a twenty twenty Honda Civic in the passenger side uh, <laughs> window. Doesn't like to go all the way down when it's cold. <laughs> so obviously, modern space. problems. Ad space. I've got two hundred million dollar budget. How much was paid for by Instagram? You think? Hmm. Because holy crap, it's 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 in here a lot. Well, I looked. If you if you if you go on Instagram, and we're I know we're getting a little long. We'll wrap it up here soon. But we're going on Instagram, and you and you type in Red Notice. They actually they actually did quite like a media blitz on this movie. Well, don't forget the Rock actually has stake in Instagram. This yeah, movie. the Rock. I mean, there's a lot of Ryan Reynolds pictures that look goofy, which is look that's in that's Ryan Reynolds' forte is goofy. Yes, I'll give him that. And there's lots yeah. of pictures of. The Rock and Gal Gadot like laughing behind the scenes, and yep. that stuff's cool. But man, they they really now some movies I, I look at have maybe a dozen or you know half dozen pictures. This movie has a ton of photos and videos, and you know them talking about a shot that just didn't work and they have to do it again. Like there's a huge media blitz for that. And we have to start thinking about that too because media is 100 percent part of life in this country and well, in, in any first world country. The thing with that is, too, is that's probably one of their main sources of advertising for this because this is a Netflix movie. Yeah. They don't have to throw out the theatrical, like, four-trailer budget here. Yeah. You know, listen, you'll get your trailer, go check it out on YouTube. That's really all it says. It's There's never a commercial for this that's more than 30 seconds long yeah. until you go and look up the actual trailer. Yeah. So that's kind of it. Yeah. 
And for some reason, they stuck this out in a couple of theaters somewhere, I guess. I don't know why. Just make sure it qualifies for the Oscars, probably. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. See what I did there? You have to. I I think they get it, but good for them to try. (laughs) Well, Netflix is trying, and I I get this because I look around the theater underworld. Netflix is trying to purchase theater chains, and AMC is – Really trying to not let them do that. I mean, wouldn't you? Wouldn't yes, you want of, that to not happen if you were AMC? Course. But I mean, here's the thing: is you, you guys, you, Roger and Chris, know I like to die on that hill with no theatrically is the only way to watch it. But like Netflix, that does everything their own. They're going to outpace theaters. They already. I, some would say they probably already are. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned beforehand, remember Netflix just isn't making movies; they're doing everything. Yeah. They're their own distribution. They're their own advertising. They don't rely on anything outside of the house. Well, okay. How long before Netflix opens their own theater chain and the cost of a ticket is logging into your account? That's it. That's all they require for you to watch a movie. Well, they could probably do that because me and you know they don't make any money off the movies. Well, here's the thing, though. Like two cents. That, well, hold on. That'd be different, though, because if they own every piece of that puzzle – it's not like when you when we used to work in a movie theater where the and a basically a ten dollar movie ticket the movie theater from the actual purchase of the ticket the movie theater gets like less than a dollar of like, that like two cents on opening yeah. on opening weekends. But if you own the movie, own the production company, own the distribution rights, You're just making no, more money. You get all of You're the money. Making- yeah. At least ninety percent. I don't know where. where bitch. I don't know where some contracts come in, but like you get ninety percent of that money goes to your pocket. What's so instead the Go ahead, what's, the, what, what's the reason that MC and Marquee are in business still? What do they make the most money? Popcorn, of? baby. Right? Where just imagine Netflix with their own money plus popcorn money. Mm. Well, but, no Net- but, but Netflix, given their model that we have streaming, you can. Okay, let's just for a second imagine your local theater is run by Netflix. You can go get that same large popcorn, large drink, and probably a box of candy if Netflix is running it for like six bucks. I'm willing to bet no, it'd be like seven no. bucks. I bet you would be the same I price. They charge almost the same exact price. Not, not, because... not when they first open because they, they, they have to drive out the competition first. Maybe. Not if the movies only require you to have a yeah account. Yeah. That's a good point, I guess. Ticket, yeah, so like ticket prices won't matter to them. But the concessions where they make the most money. That'll know, sure matter. Yeah, they'll just keep that rolling because that's what if it's what people are used to paying, they're not going to come in much lower than that. There's no way. No, you come in and market. Yeah, right at exactly. it. Exactly. You come in, you make that huge profit margin, and go, "Hey guys, your tickets are free." Yeah, you want come three quarters right? of the stuff to cost the exact same. One thing to be more expensive, one thing to be cheaper. Yeah. So and nobody then, ever argues it. Everyone comes on in. Yep. That's just money in their pocket. Oh, God, that's terrifying. But isn't it though? Like, but that's. I mean, if you think they haven't already put that plan in, at least a. Oh, I'm sure it's our wheels are spinning yeah, somewhere. Yeah, multi-step program. You're wrong about that, and like, of. The people on the show that debate this, I'm the one that's going to lose this argument because eventually theaters will be kaputski. Theaters will definitely be gone. Well, I mean, they're they're not – I don't want to be the guy because I love going to the movies. Yeah. They much above life support right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I – But they went through the hardest thing they'll ever have to go through, and they yeah. came out. They, but, not I mean, all of them. But, most of them. But, yeah. I mean, you don't come out of that twice. <laughs> no. If there's anything on this level ever again – no. Exactly. You don't come out of so. I mean, I, I went to see Eternals on Saturday night on the second week it was released. It was in the largest theater that Marquee had, and that was me and like 
two other couples. Well, but see, that's the issue. Was like I saw Eternals was just me and my wife. Yeah, but I see, was at the AMC. It was on their secondary theater okay. though, but it was yeah. just us. Yep. But let's like, just say that. I like it though. Without yeah, Marvel, yeah. without Marvel though, movie theaters are in a lot of trouble. It's only a matter yeah. of time before Marvel's awesome. like, let's do our own thing. The short thing though is a movie like is how much money do you think this would have made opening weekend off of uh, theatrical release? Theatrical forty to fifty. So you, so straight up, and I don't want to knock on Ghostbusters. You think Ghostbusters or Red Notice would have been number one if they went straight up against each other? Red, Red, Red Notice. I think Red it'd Notice. be Red Notice, right? 100%. Because the star the power. Number, yeah, yeah, that's what, exactly yeah. what I mean. Hundred percent. The Rock has a. This following. movie costs a hundred. Excuse me, two hundred million dollars. So I think if it opens with a fifty million dollar take, that's a bad. It looks bad for them. True. It would, right? Yeah. But they drop it on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. Whatever brings, it brings. So I'm saying yeah, it's like true. Netflix. Netflix is it's a different business model. It though. is. They, you know they I mean? don't play by the industry rules. They are their own industry. Yep. That's the thing. Is like so. I, w- I wonder how. I mean, just as a conversation for a completely different kind of podcast. Yeah. But I wonder. We talk about this for hours. Well, no, but I, I wonder how long it's going to be. Let's before, talk about Red Notice for a minute. Well, just give me a second. I just <laughs> how, how how long is it going to be before the government steps in? Never. I don't you know, think they can. Okay. Okay. No. That's just okay. So, okay. Let's circle back to Red Notice. Do a few few more minutes. Then we'll score it. We'll wrap up. Is there anything you guys really liked about Red Notice? I can't I think, find many I thought, things. I thought the comedy was good in this movie. I th- I know it may have got a little, you know, you know, hit hit you over the head a little bit near the end, but that's what kept me at least in was was the wit of Ryan Reynolds and you know the the way that they played off of each other in this movie. I liked the comedy, and I and I usually don't like I, I usually don't get comedy in movies very well. So this. I liked it. It's what kept me watching, actually. So I enjoyed that. I think they did that well. I think that was good. I, I think the chemistry is good in this movie. Well, you could tell that they must have had a good time making this yes. movie, right? Like yeah, that, right. you can definitely tell. Um, I, that's that's really about it. Like, there's nothing overly spectacular about this movie, though. They they try really hard to be something, and they fall short in every category. The comedy's there, short works. Yeah. But even you mentioned you like the comedy. By the end, by the end, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a little bit sandpaper grady. Yep. You know, um, I appreciated it, but like the action, it's fine. Yeah. The story below average, right? The acting fine. Mm-hmm. The characters play their characters well, but ultimately, this is going to be a story about an art thief. Art thieves. It's better than the Crystal Skull, right? Is it? But this this movie does a weird thing where, like, how many movies have you seen like this that that aren't Marvel, that aren't part of a known franchise that goes straight into the sequel? How many movies do that? I don't know. Well, I mean, that's Netflix's thing, it's though. A different business model, you know. So we, we we go back to that on that one. So, how long before you think we get a second Red Notice? Because it'll this time next year. Two years. Two years? two years, this time next year, or or two or two two more years, like another year after that. But yeah. I mean, you guys strike with the iron, iron, iron's hot. If this the is rock, you know, the, the Rock's a busy dude, though. That's true. You know what I mean? I I, I bet he's years. probably got seven things in production right now. <laughs> oh my! I, I, I bet you it's at least twenty. Here, let's, let's look at. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. Let's, this will be the last thing we look at before we wrap it up. I'm good. Oh, you, Grayson? What'd you like? Yeah. What did you um, like? Well, <laughs> there's not a whole. I mean, the comedy fine, and I, I, I'll, I'll admit I did laugh. Several times, yeah. At Ryan Reynolds' one-liners, especially when like The Rock would look at him annoyed and pissed. I thought that was the funnier, like because that I was like, when's he gonna punch him in the face? I just wanted to punch him in the face. Just Does once. the back of your head look like a giant penis? There was there was a there were a few. 
There were a few in there that really made me laugh. Like when he's on the boat and they're like, what are we stealing? And he points, he's like this thing right right here, a heart. And he like draws a circle around his heart. Like, I mean, hilarious. When Ryan Reynolds wants to be funny, he's funny. But sometimes you were the only person crying mad. after your lovemaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, when he when, that, he, when he snuck on the boat. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking the giant. The, your head looks like a giant penis joke. Was something that Ryan Reynolds had written like a year before. Oh, he's, and like, he's just been waiting to tell, like, tell Dwayne Johnson that. He's like, I got one for Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He's probably like, I'm gonna make him laugh. He goes to the director. He's like, hey, listen, just make sure he turns around. Just make him turn around in this scene. I got one because <laughs> he's, he just wants to let it rip. Yeah. I'm gonna make him laugh. <laughs> oh, so he has yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're right, seven things. Big Trouble in Little China remake, San Andreas two. Yes, the world wasn't destroyed in the first one. I don't remember. Give that it one. to me. Give it to me now. Actually, I'd be pumped for. I like. I like San Andreas. It, it wasn't a bad movie. No, right? I like. It's an okay disaster movie. Yeah. Fine. I like a good disaster. Movie. Red one. I don't know what that is, but that could certainly be the sequel to... Wait, is it like Call of Duty, Big Red 1? It's not. It's just called Red 1. And then The King, where he is king, Kamen Hoppet. I don't know. Rob Robert Zemeckis is making it. I don't know. But he's only... He's, oh, Randall Randall Wallace is writing that. He he writes some interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, okay. So that's... So The Rock's got... He's got some things going on. <laughs> he's a busy guy, I'm sure. But yeah, so... Red 1 is about Santa Claus. <clears throat> well, that actually makes a whole lot of sense. I don't know why The Rock is trying to be... The Rock has, in this movie, in Jungle Cruise, and probably one or two before that, it's just he completely devoid of any character outside of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I think that's a problem for him. It's a major issue. It's not. It's not a single problem for his bank account. Yeah, he makes so much money. <laughs> He's the richest guy in Hollywood, and it's he, not even close. Why would he do anything different if he's making that much money, though? Listen, he, he legitimately, he's got to be like, listen, I'm not ever going to win an Oscar. He's not ever going to try. He's right? going to. Here's the thing. He doesn't even play bad guys anymore. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Well, isn't Black Adam kind of a bad guy? That's going to be the closest thing we get to it. So, bad guys, he's gray. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he's not overly nice, but he's not always bad. I mean, when, he's like Venom. When Red Notice plays out, he's, he's not the good dude. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Listen, technically they're all bad. That's not, they're all the bank robbers. That's another thing I didn't like. Thieves. I, that's another thing you can put in the I didn't like column of this movie was, you know how impossible all those triple crossings would have had to have been to keep yeah. straight with all these characters? Are you fucking kidding me with that? But yeah, like, there's, a, there's a lot of moving pieces. So let's just move to score this then. As, you know, I'm, so I'm, I'm asking you to score what you just watched as in Netflix's $200 million soulless action what do you call it action comedy yeah i yeah, think so that's so let's 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 move to score this i'll go first all right um so this movie does some things right most of the stuff it does not right um it's below average um even by netflix standard the story is weak um if it wasn't for ryan reynolds this movie probably wouldn't be that funny it's true either that's true um this movie's like a four. Um, I will probably never watch Red Notice again. I might until watch it. I have to watch it before the, the second one comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's the sequel. That's really about it. I think it's a four. You could probably make an argument for average if you wanted to. I don't think it is. What about you, Chris? I, I want to go last, if that's all right. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So 
same thing as same area as Roger. This movie's funny, and that that's what got me to keep watching it. Story was meh. Like I wasn't shocked when there was a you know a double cross, then another double cross, a like, triple cross. <laughs> like, I wasn't I wasn't shocked nor abused. You know what I mean? Is two double crosses a triple cross yes, or a quadruple cross? cross? No, it'd be a triple cross. Mm. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the prison scene is the funnest. The whole the prison setting is the funnest part of this movie, and then it just kind of like peters along. After watching Red Notice, I will never watch Red Notice again. It's four and a half. Mm. Couldn't do it, huh? Well, so <laughs> coward. coward. If someone says, "I love Ryan Reynolds," dude, watch that movie. You'll laugh. Sure. That's it. It's like it's a it's a four and a half. All right, I'll go. This 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 movie's a three. This movie is absolutely. I wanted to give it a two. I just I don't think I can justify a two because there's it looks pretty. The choreography is is okay. The star power is great. The story is, but unfortunately, the story is weak, and all the performances are completely without. Is, is this a better Terminator movie than Terminator Three? <laughs> yeah, probably because they're all robots to me. They don't. There's no humanity in this movie at all. That's the one thing I kept coming back to was, give me a reason to care about any of these characters. I never had a reason. So fair enough. God, I was so disappointed by this movie because, like, it's pretty forgettable. It, very unfortunately it's very and okay let's rewind the clock a week would you have thought about about red notice going into it knowing the cast knowing you know, netflix knowing you know the money they threw at it would you they've actually been hyping this up for a long time too i was yeah. watching this movie because it cast you know what i mean so yeah. so so i mean it did well, something i'll tell you one thing though if it wasn't this cast and i watched the same movie I would give it like a way fucking lower. Yes, the cast is the only that carries. This. Well, this, but it also well, and because it's such a small group. Yeah, yeah, it's not even carried well, but it's it, it's the only thing that carries this movie. Yeah, that's some cool drone shots. Someone got a drone and they really want to play with it. So <laughs> I'm just very, dis- too. I'm just very disappointed in this movie. I, I really, I, I was expecting, I, I, I wasn't expecting an eight, but I was sure as hell expecting somewhere between a five and a seven. At Another least. banner week for our show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we're coming into what could be next the great week. week of the next week's going to be probably going to be. Good. I had a combined score today of six. <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. me too. Six and a half. Yeah. Coward. Coward. <laughs> All right, for, gentlemen. For it has long. been an episode. I gave it the same score you did. I gave it a two. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't math good. I don't. Not tonight. <laughs> You don't math good. All right. This has been episode 253 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. Always posting things there. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. Next week could be this has, this week has potential. Ghostbusters Afterlife and King Richard. Oh, I'm expecting great things from both. But I again I expect the great things from Red Notice. Oh god. <laughs> and got the audio. Oh boy. Lower your expectations. Yes. Your life will be better. That's my motto. <laughs>